Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hi, welcome to G2 Hardcore, and tonight we have three really great comics to talk about. But first, I want to say hi to Tej. Hey, Tej. Hi, Holly. And everybody, this is a PSA meeting. This is a PSA announcement. Don't play with fire. You will pee in the bed. Uh, and- all, all our grannies say that. It must be true. Yeah, it was funny because we were talking before the show, and we found out that there are universal things that yes. uh, people all around the globe either have heard of or believe or there's these superstitions. One of them is knocking on wood. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the other one is don't play in fire or you pee the bed. My great-grandmother yeah. said that to me, and I'm old. My grandmother my grandmother said that to me. Right. She's old. So, They're from yeah. entirely different places on the globe. Very, very, very vastly different places yes right we were just saying there's like two continents separating them an ocean yeah and they still have the same thing so they still have the same superstitions i don't know whether it's just a universal thing to not get children to play with fire um but if you play with fire i mean you know that's if you play with fire you'll pee in the bit there yeah on that on that note (laughs) Yeah, no, we'll, we'll just talk about comics. Do we have any movie news this week? Um, I mean, no. Uh, the, there was this rumor that the Green Lantern was going to be in the Justice League movie, and I was like, wasn't that confirmed when they said there's going to be a Green Lantern movie? So I don't know why people are getting all excited. Um, but we still don't know who's going to play Green Lantern, right? It's not going to be Ryan. No. Uh, no. <laughs> I hope not. Um, uh, I I think it's going to be more of a cameo thing than an actual, you know, Green Lantern comes in and saves the day sort of thing. Yeah, kind of like what happened in Batman versus Superman. Yeah, Yeah. like how Wonder Woman just, you know, shows up and, like, she's like... Well, and, you know, Aquaman... Yeah, yeah, I think more along those lines. I think maybe it, if... Um, DC want to do it, it might be like an after credit scene because they did that with Suicide Squad. Yeah. So it could be that, ah. you know. So uh, do uh, you know which Green Lantern is going to be? They're all hinting towards John Stewart. So ah. I'm very happy with that because John right. Stewart is the Green Lantern I grew up with. Um, I I always say this when when the Green Lantern movie came out with Ryan Reynolds, I was like, why is he white? You know, uh, <laughs> not because I'm racist or anything. Right. I'm just like for you to John who, who, not Hal Jordan. Yeah, I was like, who's Hal Jordan? You know, and then I googled it and I was like, oh, he, there's an original Green. I knew about Alan Stewart. Um, oh, not Alan Scott. Scott. Alan Scott. Yeah, because. 
Um, and he played, he, you know, when they did that whole JSA resurrection thing with Jeff, Jeff Johns, he did a detective comics with Batman and Alan Scott was the magic Green Lantern. Right. So I knew about him. I was just like, who's Hal Jordan? Where'd he come from? You know, and yeah, because I grew up with, with the Justice League animated series, which um, I I did not know this. It coincidentally, um, on the 17th, which was Thursday, uh, it w- it's one year till the Justice League movie comes out. Oh, my God. Right? It, it's one year, right? But coincidentally, it's also been 15 years since the Justice League animated series debuted on TV. And I was like, oh, hmm, did, did Zack Snyder plan this? And then, you know, uh, Clay Ennis, like, said um he tweeted out this random tweet zach is a big fan and i was like okay zach snyder planned this y'all y'all need to step back from his from him and like stop saying he doesn't know anything about fandoms because the biggest fanboy is currently taking care of the dc movies so y'all need to step back yeah because if he planned something like that, that it coincides with the 15th anniversary, that it's one year for Justice League, that Justice League, the animated series is coming out on, in, you know, the Justice League movie is coming out on the same day that Justice League animated series came out. I was like, I didn't even know that, and I'm a fan, right? right. He's like, he, he's like a mega fan compared to Chami and everybody else. So people need to like step back. Just calm down. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. They're the same um, who think that they make all these decisions in 15 minutes. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> now they've got it all planned out for the next 10 years, guys. They've got an outline and a whiteboard and everything. Yeah, I think Zach is... Oh, I've heard about the whiteboard. The whiteboard goes into the ground and has, like, a security lock oh, so that nobody God. except... Yeah. He has he has a round table like Camelot where all the directors sit and they have meetings. Yeah. Right? And they have meetings and they have and they have sit downs with Jeff Johns and whoever the guy is that's running D C films and they plot all the continuity. And uh guess who's the continuity expert that they go to to refer back to comics? Dan Jurgen. I just found this out. Dan Jurgens is the continuity expert where he comes in and he fixes everything. He's like, okay, okay, no, this will go here. And this saving will go everything there. at the moment. <laughs> and and Dan's just like sitting with Jeff Johns and they're like, well, this happened in this time and this happened in this time. And they're like just fixing all the timelines. And I'm like, right. if, if you have Jeff Johns, Dan Jurgens, and Zack Snyder working on this, I think the DCEU is in pretty good hands, so people just need to step back because these people know comics better than anybody. Right. So, I mean, just what Dan Juggins and, um, uh, you know, what's the guy, Jeff King did with Convergence alone, which they plotted five years ago, right? Right. And Dan Jurgens had a blanket for DC, you know, for to save their butts 
which was eventually used in con- convergence was eventually used to reboot the entire universe or well, soft boots, right? Well, um, it says, I mean, come on, after convergence, we got this Clark and Lois and their, their baby, and mm-hmm. now we've got rebirth because of that. Right. The two big things that came out from Convergence was Titans right. and Clark and Lois. And if you look at it, the, the the plot lines and where the story is most important is still in Titans and in the Superman comics. That's where the mystery is uh, being solved, right? Lois is solving this thing about New 52 Lois's death, which right. is connected to New 52 Superman, which I still think is going to play a very important part in what's happening right. with the universe, just because it's a Superman and a Lois Lane that died. Why would you kill those two off right. and, and you know, still have this, this, this evil force that's working behind the scenes? Um, and then right. Tim Drake, of course. And right. Tim Drake is, like, important to the Batman universe because he is a better detective than Bruce. So... And they had to kill him. Yeah. And we've been... And, and they... And they man, they're going to throw in that mess, too. Right. So I'm still thinking all the stuff from Convergence and Future's End is going to come back and play an important part in Rebirth. Right. And we're going to figure out what's happening. And so if you have somebody who like that, sitting in on your meetings for your movies and he's sitting in with Jeff Johns who, I mean, Jeff Johns knows about these obscure characters that you don't even hear about. Right. right? And he knows their power sets and what they can do and what they can't do and how the universe works. If you have two people like that sitting with Zack Snyder plotting out 10 years or, or five years, whatever it is, worth of movies, chill, people. They know more than you. I don't care how many years you've been reading comics. The, these people know more than you. The, the wealth of comic knowledge there is, yeah, more than I could ask for. So, right, and Dan yeah. actually wrote a lot of those stories. Um yeah. And those stories pass mm-hmm. through his era of writing. He's still writing. So he knows the ins and outs of the stories and, you know, and the characterizations of that and all that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, come on. So um, Yeah, come on. <laughs> I hope he didn't move to California. Mm-mm. He did not, but he flies out a lot. Well, yeah. Yeah, and there's this thing called Skype. They can yeah. Skype each other. Yeah, we had yeah, there's a, there's a thing in the 80s, so I don't know why everybody had to be the freaking California. Yeah, you know, there's this wonderful invention called the telephone even, you know, where you can phone someone and tell them, yeah. well, this is what you Shooter, should do. Or, yeah. You know, come on. Yeah, email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why people had to move to California. I don't either. But yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Anyway. So. But there's there's no there's no concrete right news about just League. 
I think Warner Brothers is waiting for this Harry Potter movie to right. uh, subside so, because yeah. they're riding that wave now, right? It's, right. it's released in America. It's going to be released completely worldwide next week because we're right. getting it next week and Australia and stuff are getting it next week. Right. So I think they're waiting for that to subside. Oh, sure. And then maybe I, I'm pretty sure in December we're going to get something. Well, I would assume, are we going to get some kind of clip or something uh, as an advertisement I, for at the end of uh, Harry Potter? We could. Uh, I haven't heard anything from the people who have watched the movie, so I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, but I think more along the lines, they're going to release a trailer maybe with Star Wars. Just to... Because everybody has to remember, Justice League hasn't gotten an official first trailer yet. So we still have three trailers that will be released. That that thing that was at Comic-Con, they just showed it to us because Zack Snyder doesn't like bootleg versions. right? That was a Comic-Con put-together footage. Right. Which, which they, they put together to shut up all the critics you know, that were talking right. smack about Batman v Superman. And then they gave them non-disclosures, which I think is brilliant from Warner Brothers because they they made them not talk about it, but then they showed it to the fans and the world anyway. So it's like just it's just like putting egg in the face of those those people that talk smack about it. Right. And I think it was a brilliant PR move. Well, okay. Um, Let's look at that. Batman versus Superman is probably the microcosm of what's currently going on. Oh, hell yes. You mean, they all panned the film, it's terrible, oh yeah, it's, you know, the worst ever. Mm -hmm. Then everybody went to see it and they went through the roof because everybody loved it. Yeah. And they really liked the ultimate cut, too. Yeah, you know, I always say, the theatrical version I was happy with. I I was honestly when I walked out of that cinema for the first time uh I was happy. It, it, I cannot explain how happy I was. When I watched the ultimate edition I was like I cannot fault you guys for what you did because I loved the theatrical version but the ultimate edition was just a better cut movie and listen yeah. to Zack and Deborah Snyder more. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I cannot fault the theatrical version because I loved it when I watched it. And I still love it even when I watch the theatrical version now. Right. So, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, you know, so, Batman v Superman is a commentary on today's world more than any any other movie I've watched. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And that's why that's why mainstream media cut it down a couple of notches. Well, yeah. I was, I, was, I was joking. I was joking with Kimmy that you know um, they're already sharpening their knives for when Wonder Woman comes out, and she's like, "Oh, when Justice League comes out, if it gets two percent, I'll be happy." And I'm like, two percent is like two hundred for us, you know. It's like one. You know, I'll faint if we get one, you know. So yeah, we're we're already expecting bad reviews, but. We don't care at this point because we know that there are enough fans 
who will go out and watch those movies. Because if anything, what BVS and Suicide Squad proved is that even if you give them bad reviews, people know what the DC Universe is giving them and they like it right. and they're going to go out and watch it and they're going to go out and support it. Well, here's because the thing. I mean, mainstream media is failing so badly. It's on its last throes. They've pulled one too many tricks. And, you know, I think DC fans, they, you know, they found out what they did, you know, Batman versus Superman, and then with Suicide Squad. And they're like, we're not going to pay attention to you guys anymore. We're going to go see mm-hmm. the, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm very proud of people because the DC fans are pulling up their socks and like, we're going to formulate our own opinion. We're not saying Batman v Superman is the best movie in the world. I might be saying that. But we can fault it. We can say this should have been done better. That was okay. That was not necessary, right? We can say that. But saying it's a horrible movie, giving it 26% on on rotten whatever it is, tomatoes or whatever it is. Yeah. That's ridiculous. The movie is not that bad, okay? The movie, I gave the theatrical version a 70%, right? Like a 70-75%. And I gave the theatrical version a 90% because it's just that much better. Right? I'm not saying it's the best movie in the world. No, that's Man of Steel. It's a um, movie. It's like, you know, um, Empire Strikes Back. Exactly. There has to be in that trilogy, in every great trilogy I have watched, even if you watch Lord of the Rings, right? right. If you look at Twin Towers, Twin right. Towers is a dark movie. There is no, there's like a glimmer of hope. But then you find out at the end, the bad guy has all the, the, the power and he's, he's coming for everybody. And that's what you find out in, in Batman v Superman is that the world is a hopeless place, but Superman's sacrifice gives the world a renewed hope. And that's why Justice League is going to be more hopeful because this, this had to be a dark movie to show the world getting better. Right. And if you don't have, I always say this, if you don't have darkness, how are you going to show the light? How is light going to be effective if you're joking around and jumping and dancing and prancing all the time? It's not. You need to show that the world we live in right now is a horrible, dark place to live in. But there can be hope. And that's why that ending scene where that few grains of soil that lift up off of Superman's coffin, when Lois Lane places the soil on his grave, right? And she's wearing his ring. She hasn't given up hope, right? And it shows you that there can still be hope in the world. And that's where Justice League is going. And I don't understand why why people have a problem with that. Because that's how great stories are formulated. You show, you introduce an idea, Man of Steel. You introduce a different idea, Batman v Superman. You have to show darkness in order to show 
good sh- triumphing over evil. So oh, and yeah, it does I don't the greatness of goodness. It does. Yes, that's an excellent line. Mm. Yeah, it it does show that. Yeah. So I don't I don't understand people and giving this movie a bad review. I say it. I say it sometimes and I and I'm I'm sorry if people get offended. I just think it was too intelligent for mainstream media to understand. And I, I think mainstream Yeah, and they didn't understand no. what stories were being involved in that story. You know like yes. oh, Superman. It was like Yeah, and Yeah, and you're like, uh yeah, they 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 took the most popular comic, and they translated it into today's world. How is that bad? And, and yes, people, the death of Superman is still the most printed, the most popular, the most read worldwide comic ever. The death and return of Superman. Ever, ever, ever is the most sold comic ever. I cannot exclamation point that more. It's been reprinted more than any other comics. So I don't know if America forgot about it, but the world didn't. Because, oh. yeah, if you look at globally... The mainstream media doesn't even know its own history. And they don't right. do any research. They just go in, put their snooty noses in the air, and say, that was a terrible film. Mm-hmm. Walk out, and then write it up. And they're like, the girl's Superman. Yeah. What's up with that? And it's like, mm-hmm. really? You didn't mm-hmm. do any research. Why? You didn't find out what the truth was in the movie. You didn't find out, you know, why would they kill Superman? Well, maybe you should fi- figure that out for yourself and do some research. But no. Yeah. They just want to stick their noses in the air and I'm so above this. Oh. Mm-hmm. The movie sucked. Yeah. Yeah, um, like I was saying, you know, it, it's the same thing with um, the new Harry Potter movie that came out. It's being directed by the guy who did the last three. And this one reviewer, for a very, might I add, a, a, a very mainstream um, news outlet, right? He's the official reviewer right. for movies. He's like, oh, um, the director David Yates brings more to this film than the last Harry Potter movies have brought. The new director brings a new direction. Oh and my I'm like, gosh. I'm like, wait, what? This, hey, what? This guy, this, this guy directed the last three movies, the last four movies, right? Right. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's you know, do you think this? before he typed that line, he would have looked back and seen who had directed it? Yeah, all you have to do is type in Google David Yates and it pops up with all the Harry Potter movies because that's literally what he's been doing for like the last 10 years. And I'm like, you couldn't even put his name in Google. That's how, you couldn't even do that. And this this person isn't young, you know, like to say, oh, you were born yesterday. You know, this man is older than me and he still doesn't know that this guy has directed the last four Harry Potter movies and this one, and I'm standing there and I'm thinking, this is why the world is broken. It's because people couldn't care 
to go and research. They're not not doing journalism. They're making make-believe. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And And I'm like, this guy is getting paid to do this job, and he's not doing it. Where's his editor? Who's supposed to check all this stuff and supposed to fire his bum? When, yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, this is why the world is broken. It's it's because people just, I don't know, don't have the time, don't have the interest to go and research something as simple as what has this person directed. Well, just look at it this way: he gets paid either way, so why bother with the truth? That you know, that's just sad. You know, that goes like against every fiber in my body. I know. So I I don't know. Maybe it's the lowest lane in me. I don't know. But yeah. And then the one thing I have a problem with with BVS is when everybody says lowest lane was pointless in this movie, and I'm like, well, that's why you suck at journalism. You can't see real journalism when it smacks you in the face. You know she's. She's the freaking one who put Lex Luthor in jail. It wasn't Batman. It wasn't Superman. It wasn't Wonder Woman. It was Lois freaking Lane. And you can't see that. You can't see that she pieced together that the bullet was, you know, in the firing range in, in Africa and she traced it back to LexCorp. And <sighs> I just, yeah, I give up. I give up. <laughs> with these people it's like so frustrating but yes there's no there's no new movie news <laughs> well on a happier note um i'll have to send you a link i don't know can you get youtube uh stuff from the united states at all some if they don't have it locked for outside countries okay. i can yeah the ohio state the ohio state university has one hell of a marching band um it's called the best damn land Best damn band in the land. Best damn band in the land. Ooh, I love that. TPD. That TPD. Okay, okay, Holly. Don't yeah. don't don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself, anyway, Holly. <laughs> so when we see that, we know they're talking about the marching band. Anyway, they did a thing, halftime show. They were playing mm-hmm. uh, University of Michigan. That we all despise. Um, okay. <laughs> it's a thing. Apparently. All right. From history, there was a knife. Fi- there was a knife fight in Toledo that started this whole Michigan versus Ohio thing. Anyway. All right. Um. So their band did. They had the Avengers in it. They the, the and Superman and Batman in it. Oh. They had, you know, they did Thor. Thor took the hammer and hit Michigan. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they had Iron Man, and people came out on his head and put the mask, like a flag, right. but, you know. And then mm-hmm. um, Batman, they had the bat symbol on the, you know, the bat signal moving yeah. around on the field, you know, with mm-hmm. the bat insignia in it. And then they had um, the Batwing, and a Batman came out and sat in, stood in the in the cockpit, and they moved right. down the field. And then um, 
for Superman, um, all the heroes before him were captured because, you know, Superman's the best, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they were uh, going to be killed by a train, so Supes had to flew in, you know. And he stuck the locomotive. forming like stick-caped figures, and he saved him for the the train. But the last one was Hulk, and uh, that was pretty cool. So um, I'll have to send you the link. I just saw it today. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and today they're playing. Mr. I've I've seen the the the, the Ohio marching band um, when they did the whole Man of Steel flight one. I believe yeah. at ha- at halftime. Right, and, and when they started, they, have... they played Man of Steel to do this. I'm crying like a baby. I'm really, you know what? Because you know, you know what? People have hated in Ohio, people. And you know what? People have this issue. They were like, "Oh, Hans Zimmer's theme isn't as iconic as John Williams's theme." And I'm like, "No, man, no. Flight is still flight has been, and will probably remain my ringtone on my phone right till the day I die because." When I hear that thing, it's like it's. I just remember all that that goodness of Man of Steel, and yeah, that that scene was incredible. Yeah. Flight. Oh, and, uh, so good. <laughs> and you know, every time I hear the Wonder Woman theme, I get a like a oh. little leap in my in my solar plexus. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's like a little I, I, goes through me. I will me, tell you so. something. Like, yeah, I will so tell cool. you something, people. I will tell you something, people. If you want to wake up with a power in you, a absolute, like, I don't know where it comes from, what type of emotion is running through you, set the Wonder Woman tone as your alarm tone. You wake up feeling like you're Wonder Woman. And... And I mean, like, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. You come in and you do business and you get it done. You know, not, none of this, this silly nonsense tiara adjusting. Yeah, we don't do the comics. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, unless it's recent now, right, like Wonder Rucka. Woman, who gets, yeah, who gets stuff done. Rucka's Wonder Woman. Yeah. Then, yeah, then it's, it's cool. I actually watched a video, speaking of movie news, I watched a video of Nicola Scott. Uh, doing a demonstration where she drew Wonder Woman yeah. for DC Comics. Um, and she was talking about because she had just run over and she was late. You know, she was like five minutes late to the to the panel um, because she was had run over from the 75th anniversary uh, San Diego panel at Comic-Con. Right. And she was talking, and so this interviewer is, is talking to her while she's drawing. You know, he's like, what's the process that you go through and that sort of thing. And then, so she said, you know, she she talked about how she you know, sharpens her pencils and stuff. I don't know. Um, but then she was talking about how she likes to get, the way she gets into character for drawing Wonder Woman is, she reads all of this research that Greg Rucker has given her on the character's history. And so she was talking about the character's history. And then they said, you know, you just met Patty Jenkins and, and Gal Gadot. 
And she's like, they were just actually talking to me about the movie. And she's like, I can't tell you anything, but, and she's like, stuff we're doing in the comic is going, is going to be happening in the movie as well. Because Patty Jenkins was talking to her and she was like saying, you know, this sort of stuff needs to be told about Wonder Woman and that sort of stuff needs to be told about Wonder Woman. She says, well, you keep that in the movie because we're putting that in our comic right now that we're doing with Greg Rucker and she pulls it and she pulls up art on her phone and stuff and she shows it to Patty Jenkins. So I'm very, I'm very excited. My, my level of excitement for Wonder Woman has just gone up a notch because if it's going to be along the lines of what Greg Rucker and Nicola Scott and Liam Sharp are doing in their current run, very, very excited. Holly, I'm very excited. Yeah, I, I can't. We have to wait till June, don't we? Yeah, June June next year. It's only six months, people. We can manage. It's no, only six months. seven months. Uh, okay, whatever. We don't count June because it's at the beginning of June. So you don't count June. Six and a half. They moved it up. Yeah, they moved it up from middle of June to the first week in June. So. Ah. Yeah, yeah. They're like... No, we're not going to make you wait two weeks extra. We're going to give it to well, you a little like earlier. Memorial Day move, which the first films of the summer come out. Memorial Day is like May 31st. So. Yeah, it's coming out that weekend, the second. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 as long as I'm getting Wonder Woman sooner and, and, and Steve Trevor sooner, I'm I'm happy. Yeah. 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 Okay, we had two other comics that we're not going to talk about too much this week. Um, we had Justice League, still no Superman in that. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and I forget what happened. I forget what happened, yeah. It's, yeah, something going on with Cyborg and Bat and I don't know. And the Green Lanterns. The Green Lanterns got hacked. Oh, that's right. I don't know how. Bat's yeah. brain got hacked. Mm-hmm. And then... The rest of the Justice League without Superman had to do something. Uh, Barry had to run. Um, uh-huh. Diana used a lasso. Yeah. I forget what else. But Oh, and Cyborg yeah. had to, had to uh, electrocute himself to get rebooted because it was right. through him yes. that Baz got hacked. So Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, well done, Holly. Yes, it's all making sense now. Now, you see, the reason why they couldn't use Superman in this is because he has the strongest will from well, anybody in the DC comics. Well, yeah, this, this one, so he could have, Luther never did. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm not talking about Superman. I'm talking about this, 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 this real Superman, this yeah. real, real Superman. Yeah. So he would have probably just overridden the will of the Green Lanterns because I've seen it done before. In a Grant Morrison Justice League comic, yeah, uh, I cannot remember which one. He's done many, um, but where Superman can enclose his hands over a Green Lantern ring, um, it was during that whole parallax time thing. You know, when the mm. the Green Lanterns were being the Green Lanterns like had something in their in their main Green Lantern on Oa. Yeah. And so it was affecting all the Green Lanterns. And so 
Superman puts his hands over one of the Green Lantern's rings. I think it was Kyle, Kyle Rayner. And, and he says, look at me. And Kyle looks at him and Superman's will overpowers the Green Lantern ring. And he reboots it so that Kyle could control his ring again. So, you see, if they just, if they just brought Superman in, it would be no fun. Because then the Justice League would just be standing there twiddling their thumbs. So, yeah, Superman, Superman's just sitting on the farm, baking bread. Sorry, still playing with the dog. It's fine. He must need water. He's drinking the water off the tarp on the wood. Okay. Ah. It must be from the fireplace. First, so that's Mm -hmm. always important. Um. Okay, so the other book that we, I kind of scanned, did you read Batman? I read, read Batman, yeah. Um, yeah, it's basically he and Catwoman are infiltrating uh, Bane's Island, I forget its name, um, because <laughs> it's they Bane still Island. want to, the Bane Island, the Bane Island. Because they're trying to get psycho pirates right. who Bane has locked up on his island. Right. Um, because they need psycho pirates to help Gotham Girl. I don't know. Don't ask me what's happening there. Please. I, it's very confusing as I'm just saying it out loud. Anyway. This is the storyline. I'm just going with it. Uh, so Batman and Catwoman split up. And they're going to like infiltrate Bane's place. And I don't know, Batman got lost. Something, something happened, something, something. Catwoman ends up there in Bane's place. She takes down all his henchmen and she's like, uh, Bane, if you help me, if you give me Psycho Pirates, then I'll help you. I'll teach you how to break the bat. And I'm like, why are you making Catwoman the betrayer, you know? They had this cute little flirty scene. Yeah, they did have flirting. Where, yeah, they were flirting in, in the in the sewer. Okay, I don't care. It's romantic. She's like, um, they're like swinging over this pipeline thing. And she's like, don't drop me, kittens and water, you know. And he's like, we should uh, uh, go. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> We should. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's a person in front of you, people. Don't start now honking in the in the sewers. And, A, it's, yeah, don't honking in the sewers is, is not a good idea. Germs. That's kind of germs. Um, yeah, germs. And you don't know where that water's been. You don't know where that's Bane's been. Island. Yeah, it's Bane's Island. You don't know what, what what's Ooh. in that water. Bane. Yeah. So <laughs> it's all in steroids, <laughs> water. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, this is cute. And then they make her betrayer at the end. And I'm like, is this like a theme they're going with? Like are all women bad, you know, is the only place we can get a positive female influence in action comics and in Superman with Lois Lane. Oh, and Trinity, you know, and, and Wonder Woman. You know, there yeah. where men and women work in teams, and 
uh, I was kind of disappointed. I know they're probably going to make it that, oh, Selena did this and, you know, she didn't really betray him. She's trying to save him. But I've seen the story too many times with Batman and Catwoman. It's kind of a Give me something new. Yeah, it's a cliffhanger that I've seen before, so I I don't want to see it again. Give me something different. You know, where that whole storyline where Selena betrays him on the surface, but in actual fact, she's she's working with the bad guy to help him. You know, that whole storyline, like in The Dark Knight Rises sort of thing happening. Where she doesn't really betray him. She was infiltrating the bad guy's lair to help him. <sighs> Give me something here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I just it's like and then and then on the the DC website they were like, This just happened. Catwoman betrays the bat and I'm like, Ooh, you know. So Never. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Even you know. bats and cats, you know, on a cruise somewhere. I don't know. Cats should have went on that that cruise. Yeah, they 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 went on a cruise in um that uh, uh what was it? Oh, where she lost her heart literally. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, they also went on that cruise in um Little Gotham. Remember that series where it was drawn by I think it was um something Nugan. What's his name? Justin Nguyen? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Yes. And yeah, yeah, that was cute. Where it was you know, it was that, that series for kids and it was just um Batman and Catwoman actually on a cruise. Where they they everybody suggests to to Selina to that Batman needs a break he needs a holiday because he's been working too hard so she puts him on a boat she knocks him out and puts him on a boat and she's like you can't escape now and he's like I'm a really good swimmer and she's like don't even try then she whoops his leg and she ties him up and she keeps him on the boat and she's like you're gonna relax <laughs> so. I want something like that. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a kids series that he used to do, Little Gotham. It was like um like how we had um Superman Family Adventures. It was the same thing for kids. And it was just like fun, but it was fun for adults because like Catwoman whoops you know, Batman's leg and she's like telling stay on the cruise ship. <laughs> Yeah. Mhm. But yeah, I just want my classic pairings, you know, bats, cats. We got Wonder Trev happening. Yep. Um we got Clovis happening. I want close times too because I want the new 52 close to happen. Yeah, redeem you um, two loser, please. Please. Yeah, you can't have a Superman that just dies. Yeah. yeah, that just dies. He just dies. It's so pathetic, you know. It's like I know this guy was pathetic from the beginning, right? I'm not a human. The, now what's your problem? He, he was, yeah, he was the worst Superman ever, right? I mean, Brandon Ruff's Superman from Superman Returns was better. Um, wow. 
Yeah, yeah. But New Fifty Two Superman needs redemption. I'm still, I'm still in his corner. I'm still backing him. I'm like, you can, dude. You can. You know, we can do this. So. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, that was Batman. At least Cat was in Bat. You know. I I wish it was. I wish she was in Bat. You know that like physic. I wish that was happening instead of what was happening well, okay, with them in the sewer. Remember, Selena is a villain slash kind of hero sometimes. Anti-hero. I yeah. Think she's classified as yeah. So, but at least her and Batsy are flirting all over the place. I was like, get a room, please, so we can see. Yeah, I want the room to be that we can see. Like, woo, hello. <laughs> and I don't want you to be like that Catwoman number one book. No, oh, I don't. I want no. you to we're be. We're not talking hookups here. We're talking. Yeah, we're yeah we're not talking booty calls, okay? Because right. that's what it was. It was a glorified booty call. It wasn't even glorified. They didn't even they didn't even attempt to say it wasn't one. Yeah, we um, went with emotional content. Okay. Exactly. I right now, yes, I think it is. I, I mean, I just I want to go in there because otherwise, why the flirtation and and to the point where, you know, they were like, why are we doing this when we can be doing that? Well, I think the Batman comic isn't doing too well because no. I think it's getting it's getting outsold by Superman. So, yeah. hello, um, wow. yeah, yeah, and that would be uh, on digital on that boys and girls. Yeah, on digital, Superman is outselling Batman like two to one. So wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. and. So, so I'm gonna quit fooling around with uh, what's his name? Junior. Damien? No, Junior. Hey? Ramita. Junior. Oh, oh, that thing. Oh, um, I feel sorry for Scott Knight. I think he's tethered to that thing for like the long-term plan. I don't think anybody's reading that book. I don't know. I'm not reading it. Um, some Did we get people numbers? might be. Uh, I don't know. We're very unorganized today. I was I was doing exams. My brain is not hundred percent, but anyway. Driving all over the place, so. Yeah, yeah, we're so organized. Not. Um. And you know, Twitter's not. It's not fun anymore. Mm. Yeah. It isn't so political. Oh. Well, and eh. yeah, it's. And yeah. Twitter's gonna get rid of people for what they perceive as a certain mindset, I guess. Even though okay, listen, Twitter should concentrate on stop sending me KFC ads. I don't want the KFC Seriously? ads. I keep getting, yeah. Somebody's logging into this, and I'm like, I don't have a Twitter account with that email, so just leave me alone. Yeah, no, I have uh like every single day at least five ads for KFC and um Jeez. Burger King and <clears throat> McDonald's. Food. And I'm like, okay, I like food, 
Yes. Okay, you got that part right. That's like chemical stuff. Yeah, but I don't like this type of food, you know. (laughs) South African beef is probably better unless they, you know, feeding them GMO corn too. No, we don't. We have 100% certified natural beef, lamb, and pork in our country. So you're going to mail me a McDonald's. (laughs) Okay. All right. If oh you do the burger cakes, I want to. I want to. I want a whopper with cheese, and so you're gonna have to mail it to me if it doesn't have any GMO stuff in it. No, hundred percent natural in certified the bun beef and all that. No, yeah, we don't that's, have GMOs here, Holly. Has, because it's got high fructose corn syrup in it, and that's GMO crap. Yeah, no, no, we we have hundred percent natural. Wheat, you know, we still do the thing where if there's like blight and 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 insects, we don't get wheat, you know. Oh. So yeah, that's how South Africa works. Is that we rely on rain, right. sunshine, and soil. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, there was yeah, amazing. Oh my goodness, rain, sunshine, and soil—the way God intended it. Yeah. You know. Like, um, there was this one, I'm sorry we're getting all farmy here, but there was this one farmer that was being interviewed where he has cattle and chickens, and he says, you know, he, he has a chicken coop that moves, right? It's it's solar-powered, and he releases the brakes, and then the chicken coop moves, and then he spreads the chicken poop into the grass, yep. which then which then feeds the cattle because the grass is growing well. Right. And the cattle chew on the grass, and that's just how it works. And I'm like, that's how we do it here, you know? And people people actually still in South Africa don't know what a GMO is because Thank the we don't. Yeah. Because we don't, we've never had to look for, like, unless it's an imported item that's coming from, America or some place like that. Like, unless it's an an imported item, we don't have to turn around and read where it says GMO free because if it's made in South Africa, which we still are a very um, made in our country sort of thing, and that's how we 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 produce enough food to supply our people and some other people overseas. Right, and we don't have to turn it around like this like the other day i bought dog food and they said it's all certified natural non gmo right like, okay good yeah. and he's like you know some people ask because they have like twitter accounts and they read about yeah. the americans and that sort of thing and he's like i'm just telling you it's gmo free i'm like cool man okay my dog's good food right Right on. Okay, I and have this last story here about food. I went to yeah. Walmart today with my dad, mm-hmm. and I realized I had run out of Parmesan cheese, right? So we get you mm-hmm. Parmesan cheese, like, really dried in a plastic jar shaker. Mm-hmm. Well, I found this um, all natural. I looked at the ingredients. You know, it looked great. Uh, it was in a glass jar. And it, you know, it it wasn't as much as the powdery crap. 
So I thought, oh, I'll get that. So Dad and I both got one. So when I got into the line, she went to ring it up, and it said she needed a manager code. And I go, what's that about? She said, I don't know. So she got the manager over there. Come to find out that it was recalled. Don't know. Oh. They said one of the ingredients could have sawdust in it. And, well, I'm, I... at, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, but they weren't sure, so they had recalled it anyway. So while the manager was punching in her code, she was talking about peanut butter and that there mm-hmm. are peanut butters on the shelves that are just one ingredient away from being plastic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, we still have um, a peanut butter company that has, um, been making peanut butter since before my mom can even remember. Right, so do we. And we have one in Columbus. Yeah. It's called Crema, and all they do is mash up the peanuts. Yeah, that's it. And then now they've introduced like peanut butter made with olive oil, or peanut butter made with um, no soy oil, and that sort of thing for for allergens and stuff. Right, and. But yeah, it's still mashed peanuts, and that's it. So I know what's in. Yeah, yeah, no peanuts are a bit expensive out of season to buy here. So that then we buy the jar. But it's right. It's it's like all now. It's just if you look at the ingredients, it's peanut butter, and unless you're buying like the one that comes with honey, then it's just peanut butter and whatever oil you want so that, you know, for, for allergens and stuff like yeah, that. It's, I mean, it's not hard to make peanut butter. You buy, get, I get a jar of dry roasted nuts, peanuts, mm-hmm. at this one grocery store. I think it's like two forty nine. It makes right. more than, you know, the same size for a jar that they charge 5 or $6 for. You put it in the food processor, you turn on the switch, <laughs> let it run for three to five minutes. You look at the consistency. Yeah, that's kind of like what I like. You turn it off, yep. and then you can put it in a jar or, you know, whatever, and eat it. Now, if you yep. want it a little sweeter, you can put, like, stevia in it or cane sugar or whatever your preference is. Don't be putting mm-hmm. any artificial sweeteners in there. No, no. Or if you want salt, <laughs> then you can put your own salt because I always get the unsalted dry roasted. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not hard to make peanut butter. It takes three to five minutes. It's not a big deal, America. You know, me, no, yeah. if you look at the ingredients on the jar, if it says canola oil, if it's a rapeseed oil, that's GMO because most of your canola and rapeseed, your canola is really rapeseed. Rapeseed, most of your mm. rapeseed in the United States is GMO. Mhm. So, we have yeah sunflower oil here, and because we have the oh, the no. the farms actually yeah the farms actually where where I live are sunflower farms so yeah. it, it's the most beautiful thing to go out and drive and just oh, see sunflower so fields. Yeah. Like candy. And yeah, and but yeah, that's what the oil we produce here, and then we produce. Now, when there's now that there's a a, a big Italian uh, renaissance, I would say happening in a, in South Africa, then now we're producing our own olive oil because right. if you remember, 
Cape Town has a lot of vineyards, so they can grow right uh, a lot of olive plantations as well. Right. So and we're lucky. We're blessed here. Yeah, and it's we not have, unheard of to have olive trees on the African continent. Just saying. No. Oh no, no. Yeah, we have olive trees here, people. Yeah, we have olive trees. Yeah. But anyway. Okay. Apart, so uh, from do you the want food. to go over Nightwing? Nightwing had a guest star. Nightwing had a very handsome guest star. Um, let me just bring it up. Uh, yes. Okay. This is by Tim Seeley. Yeah. Did I lose you? Oh, my goodness. Let me look. No, she's still there. Are you on mute? Oh, there she went. Okay. Nightwing. Um, okay. Tim Seeley's been writing this. He's been doing a bang-up job. I think they had to do the Monster Men or whatever that thing was, and the I, I'm not sure what the Raptor thing is. I'm sure it's going to come back to haunt everybody. But um, Tim Seeley, when he writes Babs and Tim, and uh, when the book first came out, this is issue, well, let me see. This comes out twice a month as well. This is number nine, number nine. Um, let me see if Tej is back. Alright. No, she's not back yet. Um, so the variant cover, okay, um I'm not sure what Takara's first name is. Um, he's doing the the first cover, um, which has tentacles on it. I don't know what that was about. Um I don't know, nightmare stuff. Um and somebody did the variant cover I can't read it. But I literally like the variant cover because Superman and uh, Nightwing are back-to-back looking over the city, which is pretty cool. A lot of uh, wooden water towers in the city. Interesting. And they're standing, seems to be standing on one as well. So um, you don't see those much anymore. I don't know what happened to Tej. She's still not back yet. Um, Okay. So, where am I? Let me close that. I must have. Okay. I'm trying to do this left-handed, too, which is fun. Um, okay. So, um, so we see a black panel, and we see someone talking. It says, I tried to stay awake. Really, I did. And Dick is out. Uh, beating up robots. Uh, I assume that's Wally with him. Yeah, he's got red hair. Um, and Dick is saying, Ole! Um, the Titans are with him because uh, Donna Troy and Arsenal were with him. And Donna says, Woo! I forgot how fun this could be. And then Arsenal says, You grow up, you grow up, you get a job, you pay taxes, and just don't fight enough giant robots anymore and Nightwing says someone sent this and I'm guessing it's the someone in a big cape making like a cockroach when the lights go on so there's a bad guy running off Uh, of course he's dressed in black because you know he's a villain Uh, 
then Dick says, Flash, Arsenal, Donna, follow me. And Donna says, excuse me, Nightwing, but I don't think you can boss us around. And Arsenal says, this is an official Titans business. This is more like a four-way team-up. Shh, do you hear that? Like a door opening with a rusty hinge. And the villain has a skeletal face with red eyes, and he opens his chest like, you know, the um, third ghost from Christmas Carol. Only you don't see starving children, you see a red light. And he says, it was there, the pulsing gift that made me real, but it's gone. Now there's only an echo of a dream, but an echo is the true sound to one who hasn't heard the source. So get that? And a dream is real to the sleeper. And so um, we've still got robots involved, and they're coming in, and they're going, and then there's, like, uh, gunfire, and everyone but Dick is killed, and he goes, no! And, of course, he is in his loft in Gotham City, raising up in the bed and screaming no. Let me see if Tej is there. Second. Tej, are you back? Tej is back! Tej? Hello. 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 Yeah, typical. As soon as I start reading a comic, the Wi-Fi decides to cut me out. Of course. (laughs) Okay, so I got us to the Titans Loft. Gotham City. Mm-hmm. I was listening where he says, no, and it's all a dream. Yeah. He's having yeah. nightmares. Yep. But you because know, there's got to be some kind of code in what that villain said. Oh, the source. I was like, hmm, is that a hint? Hmm. Now, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the source wall. Um. Well, that's what I got. No, I don't think it's that. I think it's whoever created this the new 52 world, maybe. Are you still there? It could be that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, because no. he said that as well. an echo is the real thing to the person who hasn't heard the source. Right. And, like, the dream is real to the sleeper. Mm-hmm. So true, it, true. And what we've been discussing all night, basically. You know, unless you're quite awake, then reality... You know, isn't there? Mm-hmm. If you're wide awake, um, reality is your source. If you're asleep, then the dream is your source. Yeah, basically like uh, Holly's new favorite movie, The Matrix. You know, it's yeah. I never really <laughs> have seen it. Haven't you? No, you and watch I, it. My, you I think my it. all three of them. I'm going to have to look. But I don't don't that- watch. No, don't watch number two and number three because it's it's inconsequential to the to the message of number one. Okay. Just watch number one. Okay, and gotcha. it's fine because because you can watch that. It was made to be just a movie that you can watch on its own. Right. Um, and actually, there's a line in the in the Matrix. I'm probably gonna get it wrong, but I'm gonna get the essence of it right. He says, "Hello, are you there?" Are you awake yet? So, and this is the guy who has passed over. This is Neo who has taken the pole. He's woken up in reality. Right. And he's talking to us 
on this side who are still the dreamers uh, are you are you awake yet have yeah. you come to realize it um and that's really like the last line in the movie where he's with it with the Wachowski brothers are trying to tell you wake up from from what reality and and what society is telling you you know you should be and you should you should take the blinkers off you right. know and wake up and so i think it could be that as well i had two versions of that i thought could it be the sauce wall because i've been reading so much grant morrison these days i'm just like <laughs> it's sauce wall uh you know and then i was like well there is also the whole matrix thing where you're a dreamer right. living in a dream reality you right. know it's also inception inception as well that that whole thing where you think the dream is real until you're shown differently and it could be that right um i don't know who this guy is i've never heard of this villain um but he seems very interesting because when i when i googled his uh, powers he can make your dream seem like reality to you so that's a very interesting concept anyway i'm going to should i continue from where you left off yeah sure okay so dick wakes up he's screaming no he's in the loft in his room in the Titans loft and uh, obviously it's in Gotham City it's raining there's lightning cracking out the window and Dick says another nightmare i think it's hard to tell lately and so that goes back to that whole thing of his dreams and his nightmares are becoming part of his reality and so then he sa- he continues in his thought boxes he says ever since i put the nightwing tights back Are you still there? Did you fall off again? No. Hold on. Let me look. Uh, yep, she fell off again. Okay. So, um, ever since I put the Nightwing tights back on my on, my life has been a series of bad dreams. Raptor, the Monster Men, Clark dying, Tim. We all know what happened to Tim, right? He got captured. Um, Every moment making me question who I am and what I do. I took the name Nightwing from a story Superman told me. Okay, so we know that um, pre-52 Supes told Nightwing the story of uh, Nightwing and Firebird? Flarebird? I don't know. Um, and so he, that's why Dick took the name Nightwing, because he was a Kryptonian hero. But I'm not sure that New 52 ever told him that. I don't know. So he says, the Nightwing, an ancient god eternally reborn, is set anew. If you go to sleep in one life, can you wake up as someone else? And guess who shows up? You see somebody say, Dick? And it's Superman, and he says, we need to talk. So, in other words, this not only relates to Dick, but it also relates to pre-52 Superman. 
me see if Tesh is back. Tesh. Yep, she's back. Hello. 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 Can you finish? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I don't know what's happening with the Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's okay. actually crazy. Um. So. So clock shows up at the window. And the title's interesting. Yeah. Uh. Blah 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 blah. Dick. Uh. We need to talk. Oh, this is a pretty picture of clock. Um. Fighting destiny. Dun dun dun. Dum dum dum. Uh. So then we're in the fortress of solitude. An hour later. This is this is the new fifty two fortress of solitude, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because Clark just took it over. He does. I don't know what he's done with his own, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, exactly what he's done. He's just like, might as well move in. Da, 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 da. And so anyway, he's like, thanks for coming with me, Dick. Um, I know it's a strange situation. Even the Justice League hasn't made up their minds about whether to trust me, Batman especially. And. Uh, Dick says, you aren't the Superman I know, knew, but he was a good friend of mine. And so he's looking around in the fortress and he says, you know what? I'm too tired to pretend I understand this alternate universe stuff. Basically what Dejna says every time she reads a Grant Morrison novel. Um, Clark says, though this world is very different than the earth I came from, there are similarities, echoes almost, repeated elements, reconfigured in new ways. And so then he shows Dick a hologram of um, Superboy Prime, uh, the son from All-Star Superman. I can't remember his name. Um, he shows blank... And Doomsday, the original Doomsday. And he says, so I've been preemptively monitoring for known threats from my world in case they potentially show up in some variation on this earth. And then he says, last night I detected two faint energy signatures associated with an artifact called the Metacorporation. Yeah, and Dick is like, basically, yeah, the Meta, yeah, 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 well. <laughs> and Clark is like, it was a weapon used by a man named Dr. Destiny to create reality from the fabric of dreams. And Dick says, your world's version is significantly less disturbing looking than the guy I saw. And it's basically a skull guy in a hood with a crystal on him and so Clark says a common thread I've noticed one of the signatures registered being located in an Argus safe house and the other one was located right here and he points to Dick's brain and Dick says oh (laughs) and Clark says I'm not an expert on this magical stuff but I think destiny may be in your head giving you these terrible nightmares. 
Dickie's like, why? And Clock is, says, I don't know yet, but the Dick Jason of my world was one of my oldest friends. We shared echoes of the relationship you shared with this, clock, with this world's clock. I want to help you. Aw, Clock. He says, if you'll allow me, I'd like to enter your dreamscape. And with, with your assistance, search out the source of this energy signature. So Dick and Superman are going to inception it into the dreams. And so then he puts this device on Dick's head and he says, this device will tether my mind to yours, allowing me to follow your, you and provide assistance. And Nightwing says, I'm tired, Superman. Tired of things falling apart. Tired of not being able to escape to a better place. Ain't we all? And he says, if you, might, if, if you think you might be able to help me with all these nightmares, I'm willing to risk that you're an, you're an evil clone from a dark future or whatever. And Clark says, you're grimmer than the dick I knew, but a lot, but at least you still got your sense of humor. And so Dick lies down on a on like this capsule bed thing, and he says good night, man. And Clark says you can call me Clark. And the computer said subject entering REM state vitals regular. And so then we enter Nightwing's dream, and he says, huh. and then you see heads up, Grayson. And Superman says we've entered your dreamscape any idea where we are and he says yeah we're on gotham shore and we're about to play beach volleyball with helena and tiger the people from the espionage agency i used to work for and then helena says it's called spiral agent 37 or have you forgotten that along with how to serve And Clark says, we should engage the scenario, no matter how strange it may seem. Besides, it could be worse. And so Dick serves up and they start playing volleyball. And he says, yeah, it could be the pantsless in junior high dream. And then we have Dr. Destiny showing up and he's like, a gift. Thank you, child. But it's not enough. You must give me more. You must give me all. And he swallows the volleyball. You know, those things look a lot like, uh, what the hell was that Superman villain that Yang gave us? Yang? Oh, uh, that dude. Yeah, what was his name? What was his name? Uh, He was the internet guy. Yeah. Wow, Jean Yang, you really created that was memorable. a memorable. Yeah, that is so memorable. Um, I know it. It's yeah, it's buried somewhere in the back of my head. I'll find it. Um, there was an I or no? I want to say yes, but I. It's like. Hmm. 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 Anyway, hmm. I just noticed that. And, you know. Anyway, so why does the volume go into Doctor Destiny's chest? I don't know. He 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 eats the volleyball. It's a gift. 
I'm not pretending to understand Dick Drayson's dreams. I'm just surprised it doesn't include a very naked Barbara Gordon somewhere. I'm, I'm very disappointed in Dick Drayson's dreams. We Listen, you give us the opportunity to enter Dick Drayson's dreams and there is no butt jokes. There is no Barbara Gordon somewhere. Maybe he's there protecting no- Barbara somehow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is she, like, locked up in his in his mind palace? Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so these robots go, hurn, 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 and they cut the, the volleyball net, and Tiger's like, what madness is this, Grayson? And Dick Grayson's trying to protect him. He's like, I got you, Tiger, and then the, the things cut Tiger up. And he dies, and he's like, no. Um, and Dick's like, then he talks to Sue, and he's like, I'm not even here to them. I'm an observer in my own damn life. I can't fight them, Superman. He says, the energy signature is growing stronger. Gee, thanks, Superman. So these, met, how do you pronounce this? Matter? Material optic. Okay, that word. Opticon. Feeding. Right. Materi Opticon. Yeah. Materi Opticon. Material and Opticon at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of looks like Skeletor, so that's. It does look like Skeletor, yes, from from He Man. Yeah. And yes. I was thinking that, but I didn't want to say it. Didn't want to show my my. Nerd going on there. Go for it. Embrace your and Yeah, my geekiness is a lot. Uh, so anyway, so the Metaco, whatever, is feeding him with each dream kill. Uh, so Dick's like, no, no, you bastards. And some man's like, we're weak here. I can pull you out now, Dick, while your vitals are still stable. I can wake you up while it's still safe. And Nightwing's like, no, he'll still be here. We need to stop him now. Superman says, then you need to get on firmer ground. You're feeling helpless and immaterial, out of your element. And our dream selves are responding to those feelings. I can help. I need you to take I need to take you somewhere. You feel comfortable, safe. Somewhere you're in control. And so he takes him and they're on top of um, a rooftop and he says, where are we? So somewhere you feel safe. He says, I know every rooftop in Gotham and this isn't one of them. He says, not you, you. <laughs> the Nightwing of my world, when he left Gotham, he became a hero of a city called Bloodhaven. He made it his own. It was the first thing I thought of. And Dick says, I've never been here, but it looks like I invited friends. And then we cut to a picture of Barbara fighting with Damien. And he says, Batman, Robin, Batgirl. And Superman says, with them near and with a large, larger arena, we have a better chance of standing against him. And so Batman says, not bad, Robin, but Batgirl still faster. Damien says, what good is faster and lacks any discipline, style, 
And so then these robots come, hang, 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 and they're jumping in. And so man says, remember, we're trying to discover the energy source. And Dick rushes in and says, no, that's how they'll get Damien. He's so confident with his namesake and legacy that he underestimates everyone else. And so they have Damien in a in a chokehold, and he says, only someone so full of weakness as you, Grayson, would observe so much over hours. And so then Nightwing uses his stick, and he bounces it off the robot, and he says, hey, you're right. Coming to blood did the trick. I can do my thing. And that thing is punching robots in the head. And so then one of the other robots bring out kryptonite. And some like, kryptonite? Dick, that's it. What you're feeding destiny. Your anxieties about their vulnerabilities. He's exploiting your connections, your knowledge, your compassion. Your fear that you won't be able to save the people you love. And Dick says, I'm coming. I won't let them get you. And we see a voiceover from Destiny say, don't listen to that, the other voices. It whispers lies. And Dick says, no. And we see the robots killing Batman and Robin and Batgirl. He says, the truth is, you're letting me do this, Mr. Wing, because you know I'm saving you. You're respected by everyone for your experience and kindness. You're everyone's friend. And Dick is like, no! So then he's in a graveyard and we see that. I was pissed off by this one gravestone, but anyway. Um, we see a Batman, we see Damian Wayne, and then we see Starfire um, and all their gravestones. And we see voiceover by Destiny and he's like, but the problem with having so many connections, so many friends, you're going to lose them. Someday they're going to die. Right now, you want to just let them all go so you don't have to feel guilty that you weren't there. And we see Destiny punching Nightwing. Uh, then we see the computer saying, danger, vital status, irregular. And Superman says, Dick, I, can, I can't pull you out. You have to come back. You have to fight. Destiny is punching Nightwing and punching him. And Nightwing's like, ugh, how do, I, how do I fight him? And Destiny says, we don't have to engage in this theater. You don't have to watch them die, Mr. Wing. Just give in. Let me take you apart. And Superman says, do you remember earlier when you said you weren't sure how this alternate universe stuff worked? Well, I have a theory. See, there's an infinite ver- versions of this world. Every possibility exists somewhere. The best case scenario always happens somewhere. The beautiful thing is each of us gets to access those other worlds just by closing our eyes. Everyone gets to see the people we've lost every time we dream. Close your eyes, Dick. It's always good to see you, Nightwing. We see somebody say off panel. We see somebody heat visioning uh, Destiny. And then we see 
Tim Drake and New 52 Superman. And Tim says, but you could save the evil maniac for nights that don't have that I don't have to study. And New 52 Superman says, hey, Red. And so then we see a very happy face, Dick, and, he, and Clark, trees, New 52, is saying, that's what I was trying to tell you, Dick. If they're always, if they're always there somewhere, you never have to say goodbye. <laughs> um, that's strange. New 52 Superman is wearing underoos in this one panel. <laughs> they always forget. They always forget. They always forget and they put those underoos in there. Uh, and so Destiny says, what a lovely sentiment. I'm I'm touched in my non-decaying parts, really. But your dreams have what I need, Nightwing. I'll scoop them out and leave behind your empty skull. And we see him turn into like this, this thing with like tentacles and a skeleton. And he's like, and it'll take more than a few friends to save you. And Nightwing says, lucky for me, then... You're right, Dr. D. I have a lot of friends. And we get this huge splash page of like every single hero in the DC universe. We see uh, Batman, we see Wonder Woman, we see Red Hood, we see Batman, we see Donna Tri, we see Firestorm, we see Supergirl, we see Robin, we see Batgirl, we see Starfire, we see um, Raven, Green Lantern, Hawk, Dove. Spoiler, Harley Quinn for some odd reason. Uh, Zatanna, uh, Arsenal, the Red Arrow. We see Wally, the Flash. We see Diana, the Beast Boy. We see Cyborg. We see Helena. Um, Martian Manhunter? Okay. All right. About time. <laughs> About time. He's showing up in Dick Drayson's dreams. We see Barry Allen. And again, for some odd reason, we see Constantine. All right, I'm I'm good with that. All right, uh, might have missed one or two heroes. I can't see them. Uh, there's bears. There's, there's a few other Green Lanterns I can't make out. And so we he, we got this huge splash page of all his friends coming in to help him, and they're all attacking uh, Doctor Destiny. Can I just say and, that? Hmm? Can I just say that? Pre-Flashpoint, Superman has better cape porn than New 52. <laughs> New you 52 know what? never had cape porn half the time. We're like, really? You could at least give us cape porn. Instead of that damn cop. You know, you know what? I'm, I'm staring at two Superman side by side, and I, I don't know if it's just what I'm used to, if it's biased or what, but Superman without the collar just looks better. Yeah. For some odd reason, I don't know why. I mean, the collar works on some people. Like Nightwing has a collar; he's always had a collar to protect his neck. Right, right, right from bullets and stuff like that. Right. That makes sense. Makes sense. So, he's not a It Makes sense. Right, makes sense. He he needs a collar to protect his neck from from falls, from being hit from behind, and all that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. I just I. Can I cannot get used to the color. 
Yeah, I, I don't like it. I'm sorry. Um, don't be sorry. Actually, not sorry. Yes, yeah, so, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> anyway, then we get Tim Drake doing his computer thing, and he's like, the energy he's using to access your mind is centered around the cavity in his sternum, breaching it should act as a kind of dream interface. And so Dick says to um, pre-Flashpoint Superman, because he's got blue boots and no collar, give me a ride. And he's like, are you going to make it weird? And he says, when is it not weird, Blue? And I love this picture. I just, something about Superman and Dick Grayson smiling on the same page Right. Just makes me happy. But it has know. similar personalities. I mean, except Dick's usually a horn dog. Clark is not. But you know what? They have big hearts, and yet you know they have keen minds. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? Dick is not a horn dog, right? But he, should, he has but had yeah. People, unfortunately. People who are writers who are who wanted to make him like that, or whether editorial wanted to make him like that, made him like that. But Dick Grayson has always, always stood by that word of Barbara Gordon will always be his one and only, forever, right? And when he's written right by people like Gail Simone or Chuck Dixon or Jeff Johns. He always goes back to Barbara, no matter what. And so I'm just going to say the whole horn dog thing is, I don't know, you know, he, he he's a child who's lonely, needs to be loved. And he goes and finds it in all the wrong places because he has the worst mentor in Batman. <laughs> so anyway, um, Superman then... Spears Dick Grayson into the cavity where there's this crystal which looks an awful lot like that oblivion stone. Just saying. Um, and he says, you got in, in into my head, Dr. Destiny. You hit me where I live. Now I'm going to do the same for you. And he pierces the crystal. Is, and then we get voiceovers from Dr. Destiny. He says, I tried to stay awake. Really, I did. But the humming of the machinery provides such a calming white noise. And I feel so safe wrapped in these arms such as I am. And we see him, he's like hooked up to some kind of machine uh, thing. Yeah, he says, now I can hear a woman speak. We see a voiceover saying, Praise Kal Yuga for the glory of Cobra. Uh, Cobra, I I got so confused because I was like, isn't Cobra from G.I. Joe? Yes. My nerd, my nerd is coming out here. Skeletor is working for Cobra, who is G.I. Joe. Yeah, apparently. I don't, I don't mind seeing Dick Drayson be a G.I. Joe for some odd reason, but I was so confused because I I don't know, is Cobra like part of Wildstorm or 
something I I don't know because I was just very very confused because I was like, isn't that GI Joe? So it, if people who are listening have an idea or a clue, hit me up on Twitter. I don't know what is happening. So then Doctor Destiny is saying comforting, reassuring. Yes, I try to stay awake. And then we see Dick Grayson crashing through the window and coming in with Superman flying behind him. And Dr. Destiny says, but it's hard to resist the beckoning darkness of sleep. And then we see later, uh, somebody saying off panel, highly adaptable assassin androids designed to zero in on one specific opponent's weakness. Uh, then we see Cyborg is talking. He says, Cobra was using Dr. Destiny's residual power to steal information from Nightwing's mind, promising to restore him with the Dreamstone. And Batman's like, hmm. Lady Eve's revenge on Nightwing for his recent campaign against them. And I'm like, who's Lady Eve? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I, I didn't read Monster Men. I kind of like this. Neither did I. Yeah, neither did I. I didn't want to read about monsters. You know me. Yeah, I'm not um, about monsters either. Yeah, I don't like horrors. You know, I don't like horror stories, monsters, all that sort of right. stuff. And so I'm like, who's Lady Eve? Have to Google that one. Um, so then we see the Justice League is helping clear up whatever's happening with uh, Nightwing and Doctor Destiny. Uh, the Green Lanterns are taking Dr. Destiny away. Wonder Woman has robots under her arm. Flash is dismantling things. Um, and so Batman says to Nightwing, they almost had their cake and ate it too, which sounds nothing like what Batman would ever say. Batman would never say that. He says, but you stopped them cold. Good work. Again, Nothing Batman would ever say. I'm pretty sure this is a dream. <laughs> he says, and I, hmm, thank you, Superman. Again, nothing Batman would ever say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says, I think that was almost an, oh, Dick says, I think that was almost an acknowledgement. <laughs> Superman says, ha. Ah. I got the Nightwing bump. And Dick says, the what? And he says, you vouching... This is actually something that was on Tumblr. So I was actually uh, quite pleased to see this being used in, in comics where they acknowledge fans. He says, you vouching for someone is worth its weight in gold. It was true in my world and it's true on this one. In fact, of everyone I've met here, you're the least changed from the version I knew. Always confident, always kind, always cool. Dick Grayson, the multiversal constant. Ooh. I love that. I love that line. It says, I have to get back to Metropolis. Do you want to ride? And Nightwing says, nah, I'll catch the bat plane. But I appreciate the offer. Clark. <laughs> the bromance. Oh. And Batman says, ready to go. And Dick's like, yeah. Um, Hey, you mind taking a slight detour on the way back? Batman says, to where? He says, I was thinking I might do a little sightseeing. 
in Bloodhaven. And we see Superman flying off with this, just this terrific smile. It's so Superman. And then it says, next, Bloodhaven. Yay! Yay! Yeah, I love that. Yeah, because you remember the the original story where um, Superman told Nightwing, or Dick, the story of Nightwing. And I feel like... Bird. Yeah, and I, I feel this is sort of like replicating it in this world now. And it really is like a friendship being built between Dick and Clark, which was missing in the New 52. They tried to slot it in, in one comic, and I was like, this doesn't work. Yeah, because New 52 never told him the story, right? No, never. At least not, not on panel, let's put it that way, because... At the beginning of the New 52, you know, Nightwing was Nightwing. Right. And that sort of thing. So, yeah. Um, that whole story that Superman told him about Nightwing is from pre-52. Unless he told Not- him in the five-year gap. And that that elusive five-year gap could be where he told him. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Do you know... But then, you know... Yeah, New 52 would have actually have to have read stories about Krypton and would have actually had to have a brain and would have actually had to have cared about people to have told Nightwing that story. So, right. don't think so. <laughs> um, in each of the comics this week, we get a tribute to Steve Dillon, who passed away on the 22nd of October. Mm-hmm. I don't... Yeah. Do I know Steve Dillon? I don't know. I don't know Steve Dillon, but every time you lose a comic book artist, creator, it's a sad thing. So Yeah. It's, it's interesting that they're going back to Chuck Dixon's era. Wasn't he... He was No Man's Land. Did he have anything to do with Dick's Blue, Blue Heaven? Haven? Yes. Chuck Dixon created, um, I think it was Chuck Dixon and Marv Wolfman, if I'm not mistaken. I shall check it out. Um, but that whole Nightwing, Bloodhaven, Arizona yeah. thing was, was Chuck Dixon's work. Yeah. Um, they're really pushing this Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um... With well, I like I like what they said in the interview that it's this is going to start to reveal the mysteries of what was revealed in in um not birthright rebirth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So So we have to read yeah. that book to find out. Uh, apparently oh, if uh let me just zoom in here where it says, um, blah, 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 Suicide Squad. Mm. But before the, okay, so basically, uh, the Justice League finds out that the Suicide Squad is in existence. Right. But didn't, you know, and then I'm going back to, didn't Wonder Woman fight Harley Quinn in that one four-man's book, 
how could she not know that the suicide squad doesn't exist right um but anyway anyway logic, logic escapes dc comics um it says but before the justice league can shut down the suicide squad a bigger problem looms another deadly strike team is lurking in the shadows one that could expose the dark secrets throughout the DC universe with with ties to the hidden truths of rebirth. Could, but will it? Eh. Eh. They have Who knows? artists on that book. Do they? Yeah. Jason Fabic, Tony S. Daniel, Jesus Marino, Fernando Pissarin, Robson Roca, and mm-hmm. Howard Porter. Right. Well, Howard Porter did write um, Justice League 3000. Am I right? He drew it. He drew it yeah. with, with Keith Giffen's. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Tony Daniels writes a bit. I mean, he did write that action comics. Right. And it looks like it. This book is coming out. Well, they have the prelude coming out December fourteenth, but then every week we'll get an issue of Justice League versus Suicide Squad. So if they're going to be revealing stuff, then February's probably going because this goes through the end of January. Mm-hmm. So then the rest of the universe will probably pick up on it. I would imagine in February. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm laughing at Tony Des, uh, Tony S. Daniels' credits. He did literally like three Justice League issues, and okay, he did that whole entire Deathstroke thing where he wrote it and he he drew it as well. Right. But they don't they don't credit him with the Fomance. You notice that? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, they don't they don't credit him. It's like they gave him just Deathstroke and Justice League as his they skipped over the Fomance, which I was wondering why people were so, you know, some certain people were pissed off about it. Right. And I didn't understand what 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 was happening. Now I understand that even he's like refusing to take credit for that. Yeah, step away from the Fomance. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, so funny. Um, okay, so the next book we're going to be talking about is Superman number 11. Mm-hmm. This has been... In the name of the Father. Yeah. Uh, it's been taken over by the Super Sons. It's been written by Pete Tomasi and Patrick Gleason with art by, I'm not sure, Gray, Morales, Somami, Kellis. Um, okay. On the variant cover, it shows Damien pushing John into the water. And notice that S is green. Right. Because even in the Nightwing, when Clark talked, he had a S that was green. Remember? I did notice that, yes. Yeah. But if you notice in Trinity, when he talks, his S is red. Right. So, so, I don't know if it's 
the different teams coloring things. Right. Because I know the Superman, I know the Superman symbol for Action Comics when for the Lois Lane book where she's walking into the Daily Planet. Um, they specifically made it purple for Lois Lane. Right. So maybe they do this thing where they like change. But in the Superman book and in action, when Clark thinks his S is on a green background. Right. That started with just before rebirth, I think. I think that might have been Tomasi's um, bridging whatever that was that he did. Oh, that that uh, rebirth number one where they had Blana Lang. Well, before that, even what was there? He had like eight issues. He got out to. Oh my God! The final days of Superman. Yeah, whatever that was. So that thing. That why did she not remember this? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so we've got <gasps> Damien in some kind of outfit. We have John. He's got a scarf and a hoodie on. They're in the Arctic. There's frozen dead people. And <laughs> Damien says, stay out of my way. And John says, how did I even end up in this parental boot camp with you? And then we see Superman holding Jonathan's cape and Batman holding, I assume, some kind of bat cape for Damien. And the two boys are standing in front of their fathers. And mm-hmm. they've, they've wrecked the bat cave. They bet they did. Yep. So I love how I love how the artist on this. I think it's Pat Gleason. Very very subtle pencils here, where he shows Damien is disappointed because he's got his head like he he feels ashamed of what he's done. Right. And you just see in all these subtle subtle little things, Clark and Lois raised a very good boy. Yeah. So they say, our dads took away our super stuff after we wrecked the genetics lab. Remember, Damien? And so then we're back to this Arctic scene, and and Damien goes, it was a rhetorical question, Simpleton. And John gets big-eyed and says, what's that rumbling? And so Alfred in the Batcave, turns to Batman and says, As planned, the boys broke out of your mountain boot camp bunker this morning. And it shows the boys getting out. John's using his heat vision. Damien's, you know, kicking the wall, I assume. And Bruce says, No, they did it separately. They need to work together to earn back the right to fly our colors. And Alfred says, Should I pull Superman from Overwatch to find... And Bruce says, no, she's closer. And so, um, there's all kinds of stuff flying around. I'm not sure what's going on. But anyway, the boys are falling back. And um, so, who's hanging off the ledge? Oh, John's hanging off the ledge. And he says, I, I can't fly. And Damon goes, Quit whining. No doubt Super Dad is watching from on high. You won't fall for long. And John says, I don't need your help anyway. And then Damien walks off because 
John finally gets back up on the precipice, and David goes, no, you don't. And so then they find their clothing and stuff, and and someone says, our stuff! And he goes, not all of it. So boot camp is almost over. This isn't boot camp to them. Okay. And then Maya shows up in her multi-eyed outfit, and Damien says, it's a game. <laughs> and John's got his little Russian, what do they call those hats? Those are so cute. Um, they were from Canada, too. So. A mushka? A mushka something? Something yeah. like that. So. I'm, li- I'm literally Googling Russian hats. <laughs> so, um, it may not be Russian. It may be Nordic. Maybe. Um, Damien says, uh, I Google, th- Google will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I spy with my little eye, nobody. And he hits Maya. And John, John goes, Maya, what are you doing? Maybe she can help. And Damien says, she's obviously in on it, sold to the highest bidder. Mm-hmm. Let go of me before, because John's grabbed a hold of him to save Maya. And she's gone invisible. And then she says, the fun of watching you squirm is all the payment I needed, little brother. Besides, I was honored when Superman asked me to help you guys graduate. And that's mm-hmm. when she kicks both of them. And she says, so here are the rules, short and sweet. Work together to get past me, and you'll find your ba- badges inside. Then on to three more challenges to lead you back home and earn your cape. Along the way, make the daddies happy. Learn something about yourself, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, Damien says, never. Ah! <laughs> so, it's Maya's kicking the, the out of him. Yeah, the Russian hat is called the uh, Ushaka. Ushanka. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. All the Russian people out there, don't hack me. I actually have Russian followers, so that's cool. So Damien says, don't hack me. <laughs> says, Stop. They're not going to hack you. They didn't even hack Hillary, so give me a break. <laughs> they got better things to do. Um, I'm, uh, I'm just I'm just laughing at that, sorry. So, Damien says, stop, Maya. The Sonics are causing another avalanche. The kid can't handle it. So then John puts his hands over his ears, and, of course, his heat vision activates. And so he's like, ah! And he's heat vision and stuff. And she, and she grabs a hold of him. She says, hang on, John, out of the way, twerpo. She knocks over David. She goes, He goes, why you? And, of course, there's an avalanche. <laughs> and so she's on, like, I don't know, her silver surfer borrowed board. I don't know. And she's got both of them. She says, I got you. <laughs> Look out. So they have a hard landing. And she goes, hey, what are you? And David says, Taking back what's mine. Ask me. And she says, you cheater. You were supposed to earn those two back together. And he he says, ask me if I care. Railroad map to the airport. Two first class airline boarding passes. Looks like I have a train to catch alone. So the train's coming. Mm-hmm. And so he grabs a hold of one of the stair, step the ladders. And he goes, later, losers. And Joe goes, Hey. And uh, Maya says, John, wait. And so she hands him 
something, and he says, you'll need this. He goes, my jacket zipper. Thanks, Maya. And I get it. What's going on here? What they're trying to teach us? She goes, Damien does too. Just don't give up. He says, Dad says not to give up on anybody. Maya says, keep an eye on that little twerp for me, okay? And he goes, and I will, and thanks. So he zips up. Now that he's got his zipper head thing. He goes, I've got a train to catch. And she says, ha-ha, maybe work on that hero dialogue, Superboy. Well, you're at, while you're at it, watch out for bats. So Damien's sitting on the on the top of one of the, the cars. And he says, mm-hmm. that's right, I should be at first class by dinner as long as there aren't any more. And so he opens up the map and it says tag. And he mm-hmm. gets surprises. You've got to be kidding me. So he looks over and that, what's that big giant thing? Goliath. Goliath shows up and, and knocks him for a loop. And says, he goes, Aah! He says, Goliath, didn't nobody put you up? Did nobody put you up to this? He refers to Maya. He says, stupid bat, stop playing. The game's over. It's just me. Superboy's not. And he looks back and here he comes, coming. Don is bound to determine to catch that train. And he goes, stay back, kid. Goliath's feral instincts have been triggered sonically. I don't have my control whistle to get through his thick skull. And John says, I'll get your man bat's attention. Ah! And so then <laughs> Damien's got a motorcycle with a sidecar. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. And Damien says, he's not a man bat. Okay. So John's in the sidecar. Damien's driving the bike. And then somehow John ends up diving over Goliath's head while Damien crashes into, I assume, a piece of the train. Yep. (laughs) And John grabs a hold of Goliath's ears and goes, oops. (laughs) And David's like, you're hurting him. Let go now before. And so Goliath takes off, drops Damien, and he goes, get back here. So Damien looks like he fell in the lake because there's fishes. And There's fish in the in the cargo hold. Yes. Okay. And then John is riding Goliath, holding on to his ears. He goes, please stop, please stop, please stop. And David says, I need to get him back under control, and I know just the way. They want us to play tag, so be it. And so he throws a fish at him. Mm-hmm. And, and like all animals, he's like, <laughs> So Goliath heads for the fish, fish car. John's hanging yeah. on to the top of it. And David says, all the fish you can eat inside, boy. And John goes, thanks for the save, but how did he get the only thing bigger than Goliath's ears is his stomach. This is over. We'll be at the airport any minute, and when we get there, we're going to, and John goes, die! And Tim goes, what are you? <laughs> we're going to die! Because the bridge is <laughs> out. And, it's, and so there's a, like, you know, a block, it's blocked where before the opening, it says London Bridge is falling down. Uh-huh. Damon goes, impressive, so fathers, funny. a remote train, no one else on board. And Joe goes, but what about, he goes, Goliath, you glutton, get out here this instant. And so Alfred and Batman are in, still in the Batcave? Yeah, then, yeah. The Batcave, yeah. 
They're taking too long. The boys aren't going to make it in time. Superman, do you read me? And Clark says, on it. And Bruce says, no, stand down. And <laughs> Alfred goes, bah. He goes, and Bruce says, wait. So Damien goes, Goliath, obey me. <laughs> and so John is just hanging on for his dear life. And he goes, Crypto loves games. Hey, boy, fetch. And Goliath looks up and goes, Reeh? And the, bridge, the train starts to go over the bridge. And we see a streak in the sky with a red cape. Mm-hmm. And uh, Crypto saves everybody. And John is hanging on to uh, Goliath's chain. He goes, Woohoo! And so Alfred says, Radar shows them heading home over the ocean. And Bruce says, That boy of yours is resourceful. And Clark says, On his own, yes. But we'll give them one last chance to work together. So they're both riding on Goliath. And mm-hmm. then we hear Clark say, after that, I'm not sure what else we could do for them. So it wasn't Crypto who saved them. It was Clark. No, no. No, no. Nobody saved them. Um, what happened is John uh, likens Goliath to Crypto, and he says, you know, Crypto likes to play games. So he tells Goliath, he throws a fish, and that's what hits ah. Damien. And he, and he tells Goliath, here, boy, fetch. So as Goliath flies out, they get on top of Goliath and they all fly out together. So technically John was using his brain and right. Superman was just flying around just in case they needed saving. Right. So um, I'm not sure what that first panel with Goliath is doing. But anyway, I mean, they must still be up there. And says, they're looking at the map. He says, you should rest, John. Goliath, keep this heading until morning. Oh, isn't that Peter Pan of him? And John says, found this leftover granola bar in my pocket, split it. And David goes, I'd rather starve. And then his <laughs> stomach rumbles. <laughs> then he grabs it and says, give me that. So they're sleeping on top of Goliath. And John's like, Damien, do you think you want to grow up to be like your dad someday? And Damien goes, old? He says, no, good. Because you talk too much. I suppose they want us to become brothers in arms or something. And Damien says, worse, friends. Do you think? Never. Yeah, right, never. And then Damien goes, and then John goes, <laughs> like, whatever. So, <laughs> Damien, um, Goliath is flying, and there's like a huge cloud with a, you know, like a looks like it's going to form a tornado, and it says "Ring around the rosy." And somebody says, "Another game, hurricane off Gotham Harbor, evasive maneuvers now, Goliath." And then John says, "But how?" And then uh, we see Clark blowing mm-hmm. <laughs> the the hurricane into existence, and uh, John is so they're holding on to Goliath. I don't know, there's something on Goliath. And he he says, Goliath, climb up over it, up. And Goliath goes, and then David says, you're confusing him. Goliath, go through the eye of the storm. And David's going, let go. And Chuck goes, you let go. (laughs) And Alfred goes, not good. The boys are flying erratically and trapped in the updrafts. And Batman says, 
They failed for the last time. Abort, Superman, abort. And by that time, they get flung off. They go, yeah! And then they land on a barge or an airline or something. A cruise liner mm-hmm. or something. I think it's probably a barge. Cause it yeah, goes, it's, it's, like a, it's like a rusty boat. Yeah, sport. So, Clark shows up and gives them the one-eyed dad look. <laughs> As the, these boys really put you through the spin cycle, didn't they, Goliath? And he goes, move. <laughs> and Damien goes, Superboy started it. And Johnson goes, me? I was only... And then Clark says, it's never just I, John. Batman and I know it's not always easy to work together, but better you boys learn now rather than when the stakes are for real. Right, Batman? Batman? Hmm, comms must be out. David says, you commandeered my team, Superman. Turn them against me. How is this? How is any of this fair? And Superman says, life's not fair, son. But we do our best with what and who we have. That's part of what your uniforms stand for. You okay, John? You look a little airsick. And he salutes his dad. He goes, yes, sir, I feel. And then he's puking over the side of the boat. And Damon goes, lightweight. And then he puts his hand over his mouth. And then he's barfing over the side of the boat. And Clark flies off, says, since you don't beat one challenge together, we'll have to talk about what to do with your capes when you get back to the bat cave. So long, and thanks for the help, Goliath. So back at the bat cave, someone says, hello? Where is everybody? Who cares? They're probably making kid-sized hazmat suits for us to clean up the genetics lab. So your dad collects samples of bad guys' DNA or something, says John? Synthesized compounds for experimentation. Mr. Freeze, Killer Croc, Joker, Clayface, all of your all out of your league, Hickville. What is this trail leading to? And about that time we see this giant big conglomeration that's got both Superman and Batman. And John looks up and goes, Our dads are trapped up there. Is this part of boot camp? And Damien's gritting his teeth says, This isn't a game anymore, Superboy. This is for Rick. And it grabs them, goes after them. It's like all the all the villains. It's Killer Croc, Clayface, Joker, um, yep. Freeze, and uh, so Clark says, "Wayne, this is too risky. They're taking <laughs> vicious hits. Let's just end this before." And Bruce says, "No, it's working. Look." <laughs> and then Damien gets pissed and goes, It's got Alfred. It's up to us. And and John says, It's got our dads. Just we gotta stop it together. Okay. So they this is a big splash page, so I gotta get down here. Mm-hmm. So it's got something in your eye. John pokes it in the eye. Over here, Mr. <laughs> Squish, so Damien's punching it and stuff. And then John says, Robin, its other arm is coming for you. And he's, uh-oh, I think I made Play-Doh guy mad. And Damien says, I got you, kid. Aim for the connector matter. And John says, right. It's adapting too fast. We have to slow it down. And John says, how? Freeze breath. Oh, yeah, I forgot I had that. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I forgot I had that. You know, it's so busy. <laughs> so John blows and says, thanks. He goes, thank me later. Now let's end this and send it up the river. So they're kicking it and breaking it into ice pieces. Because, mm-hmm. And then it falls into the water below the back cave. And he goes, yes. Later, John goes, phew. And then Clark says, no sign of Mr. Squish. Comp- uh, Bruce says, compound must have dissolved. Boys. Not him. Okay. Oh, no. That's Alfred. Yeah, That's I had Alfred. to slurm down, what, four bubbles? Four speech bubbles, yeah, to find out who's talking. Alfred said, boys, you failed every test, but came through for your fathers and me when it counted most. I, for one, am proud of both of you. Bruce says, Alfred, I don't think one instance of it is nonsense, Master Wayne. I would say your boys have more than earned the right and to wear these again. He's holding up the cape. And David goes, why? He says, because you proved here that you aren't just their sons. You are our super son. Dun, dun, dun. And there's a big spice with the, the dad silhouettes in the back with Alfred on his hand at each of the boys' shoulders, and they're looking very super there. Damien, of course, mm-hmm. is not smiling, where John is smiling with his big old blue eyes. And yep. so, no collar. Yay. Yay. No collar. Keep that collar off that kid. So they're back at Hamilton County, and John says, Mom is going to love this little Christmas tree, Dad. He says, and the big one is perfect for the charity ball I'm throwing next week, Damien, says Bruce. And Clark says, I'd be happy to fly it in for you, Wayne. He goes, appreciated, Kent. I think while the boys get started, a toast is in order, says Clark. And Bruce says, four. And he's, Clark's got a thermos, and I assume it's hot chocolate rather than, you know, brandy something. Um, yeah. And Clark says, raising great kids. I think it's safe to pat ourselves on the back just this once. And Damien's got an axe. John's wearing his glasses. He's got a spouse on his hand. And Bruce says, hmm, our fathers would be proud of this. Clark says, it's not so hard, I guess. Boys will figure it out along the way. And Bruce says, where's a bob and scrape or two? And Clark's like, would you and Damien like to stay for dinner, Bruce? And Bruce says, it would be our pleasure, Clark. Okay, so they're patting themselves on the back because they're boys. Mm -hmm. They work together. And so John says, so which one do you want to start with, the big one or the little one? And Damien says, I can handle the big one by myself. Better if you take the baby size sapling. And John says, well, I do know a thing or two about... Damien goes, I'm sure you do, Hickville, but don't forget, I'm more experienced. And John says, well, maybe, but aren't you forgetting something? And Damien says, what? And John says, I'm I'm much, much taller. And so... <laughs> So Bruce goes, so they're sipping their cocoa, and Bruce says, cheers, and Clark goes, cheers. And that's when all hell breaks loose. The boys are fighting. Uh, John's using his heat vision. Damien's slugging John. They're going after each other. There's fire everywhere. And Damien says, I, I'll have your miserable mutated head, alien. And then John says, Come and get it, Twerpzilla. 
<laughs> the two dads got these faces are priceless. They're looking at they're like <laughs> I loved this comic just for that ending. Yeah. Because the boys will be boys. And you have the dads are like, Oh, we got this under control, no big deal. You know, I can just hear Lois laughing in the house. I can. <laughs> these guys are like they're not going to be, you know. There's no remote control on these kids, boys. Nope. <laughs> Next issue is Frankenstein Lives. Why are they always bringing Frankenstein in? I don't know. Well, well, if you go back to, to Future's End yes. and and to Convergence as well, Frankenstein right. was Frankenstein was in the um Stormwatch ship yeah. with the uh, Hawk Hawkman. Yeah. Stitchner remembers all this stuff. <laughs> and then he got Hawkman's arm. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. And then he starts growing because his his the nth metal in that makes him alive again. Remember all that happened? All that right. good stuff. Yeah. He thought Hawkman oh. was dead, so they just took his arm off and gave it to Frankenstein and then Hawkman came back to life, but then he grew his own arm. And then he's like, where's my arm? He's like, what the hell? Where's my arm? And then Frankenstein's like, do you want it back? And he's like, no, I'll just grow another one. Thanks, you can keep it. I don't want it. Not ever has been on your arm. Okay. (laughs) Uh, We've got Trinity. Um, Yes. Tell us about that. Uh, okay. Let me open. Open. This is only monthly, so we're only a book three. This is last, yes. last time we had Superman's story, more or less. Yeah. Yeah, basically. And now, oh, this cover of the Trinity, it's... This is actually all the art inside is done by Clayman. And I was actually wanting a clay man drawn comic and then he and where I said I told him I would love to see you do a Superman comic where you draw the interiors and he said hold that thought and I was like okay all right I can see the solicits you're not doing it and then he's he's like in Trinity so yay um this cover the took me back to every time we've ever seen super uh Batman's parents die um, but especially Batman v Superman because I think the images that Zack Snyder created was just heart wrenching, especially that music in the background as well. Right. So I really felt that it's a very beautiful cover as well. Um, I don't know who did the second cover. I think it was Frank Cho. Um, no. 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 Surely not. No. 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 That's not his signature, is it? No, I don't know. They said he was going to be on Trinity, so I don't... They're just shoving him around. I don't know. Oh, well, he's going to do the Wonder Woman book as soon as Greg Rucka leaves. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and and DC's like, "Uh, we have no plans for that. (laughs) I like that they're keeping the Tyrone Power... um, Zorro. Yes. 
Yeah, I like that too because Zorro is very influential to Batman and right. story. I mean, they could have done that as Tonya Banderas would, but I like the. No, no. They're keeping no. their original with Linda Darnell and. Yeah. All else was in that film. I'm going to have to look that up. That's a better one than the. Well, actually, I really like the Antonia uh, Banderas one as well. Uh, but the original. Good, good film, good film. Yeah. Um, so he sees a hand on the Zorro poster, and we see Batman's thought bubble, and he says, "Nobody dies tonight." Oh, and I had flashbacks to BVS so much for this this dialogue. Bear with me, people. I might cry. Um, and then we see the Wayne family walking out of the cinema. Bruce is eating his popcorn, looking at the poster. Martha's holding um, Thomas's arm and she's got her head rested on his shoulder. And Bruce's thought, thought boxes say over it, it says, I yell it out, but no one is listening. My father died tonight. And then we see the crack of um, lightning. It says, Karoom. And it says, The Mark of Zorro. And Batman says, my mother died tonight. And we see Gotham City, some win. And we see a boom. And Bruce says, I died tonight. Ooh. Then we see voiceover saying, quickly, Bruce, this way. We don't want to get caught in the rain. And we see the Wayne family running into the alley. And then we see the Trinity on top of a rooftop and... Bruce is saying this is all wrong. They must be that way. And then we see, you know, that, oh, that haunting images of Thomas protecting Bruce, getting shot, and then Martha getting, trying to protect Bruce and her pearls getting caught in the, in the gun barrel, just like Batman v Superman. And then we see you know, her getting shot and the pearls breaking. And then we see up top the crack of lightning and the Trinity and Diana's comforting Bruce as he's reaching down to his parents being killed. And Superman has this dark face on him because there's nothing he can do to help his friend. And Batman says, and then, and, and the Batman was born. So he, his mother died, his father died, he died, and the Batman was born. Um, and he says, I'm not here to change the past. I'm not here to solve their murder. And we see Bruce lying between his parents with the shattered poles everywhere. He says, I just wanted to see their faces one last time. And we see the Trinity come down from the rooftop onto this onto crime alley, the alleyway, and Bruce has got his head held down. So does Clark, and Diana's got her hand on his shoulder, and she says, Bruce, he says, I'm lost in my own city. And yeah, I like when they shot the Waynes that they had huge letters that spelled out bang, and each one yeah. was a poignant millisecond of what was happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Martha's pearls. 
So. Yeah, yeah. It was really, it's really good splash pages that, I mean, I, I cannot describe how good it actually flows. You need to buy the book, people, and you need to, to see how this is actually structured. Um, so then he says, I'm lost in my own city. I cried out for help once again. No one is listening. And so then we see Bruce in the barn with all the vines around him. He's still wearing that plaid shirt. Yep. Good on you, Bruce. Good on you, Bruce. Um, and then we see a voice crying. From, that's the thing that amazed me. Yeah, that's the thing that amazed me is he's crying as well through the dream. You know, it's it's probably his nightmare. Um reliving that moment over and over and over again. But, yeah, it's just, oh, this book is so touching. Um, So then we see off-panel somebody saying, hello, are you in there? I know you didn't mean to do it. And then we see somebody in purple ramming against the door and says, boom. It says, nobody is blaming you for blasting Bruce with your heat vision, John. Please answer me. You're making your mother worried. And then we see the Trinity all hooked up in their vines and their black mercy is attached to their chest. And it says, Hamilton County, now. And we see Lois trying to smash or break down the barn wall and she's like, slamming her shoulder into it, and she says, huh. And so then we see the vines all over the the barn. She says, this this thing feels like it's welded shut. Ugh, keep talking to yourself, Lois. It's really helping. <laughs> and then she looks down, and she sees John's hat. And she says, John's hat? I'm officially worried. Oh, this is a beautiful picture of Lois. Um, and then we see a voiceover saying, there's nothing to worry about. I want you to keep going. And then we go back to some win. And somebody says, you're doing really well, Bruce. Please continue. And so Bruce is called up. And, you know, he's got his knees to his chest. And he's sitting in this huge sofa. And he says, okay, I'm running down the, the hallway of, of the manor. But for some reason, it stinks. It smells like popcorn and boiled hot dogs. And there are bats everywhere. And they're coming after me. Suddenly, I smell my mother's perfume. I hear pearls hit the floor. And I follow the sound. Tick, 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 tick. Next thing I know, I'm in a cave. Then the lights go out. I huddle on the ground. I I can't I can't move. I'm so scared. And so then we see somebody, um, a psychiatrist, who I immediately guessed as who she's revealed as. Yeah. And she says, "Very good, Bruce. Your emotional response appears to be triggered by the odors closely connected to the night of your parents' death." Smell is often overlooked by, psychiatry, by the psychiatry community. 
but the reaction to it can be very violent. It sets off an olfactory flashback, causing you to relieve your most re- relive your most fearful moments. You're a brave boy for sharing, Bruce. Thank you. Now open your eyes. And we see her eyes are like this orange tinge, which if you remember from Superman's story, the person that was talking to him had this orange tinge eyes as well. Right. So then Bruce says, can you help me, Dr. Quinzel? And she says, I know a doctor who has been developing a medicine which can block the brain's sympathetic responses to specific sensory experiences. That's a lot of S's there. In your case, smell. It could prevent your brain from accessing your olfactory memories. In effect, curing you of the fear. He says, let's do it. I don't ever want to feel this way again. And I'm like, no, Bruce. No, 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 no. Don't take the medicine. Don't take the medicine. Don't take the pill, damn it. (sighs) And so then we get Bruce's overthoughts. He says, this is wrong. The details are all wrong. And Diana says, what do you mean? This is not Gotham, Bruce? He says, when we went into Clark's barn, I thought we were transported to the past. These alleys took my parents' lives, Diana. I spent a long time going through every one of them to conquer my fear. Simply put, I do not get lost. And so Clark says, what does it all mean? And can I just point out and say, Clay Man did an excellent job of bringing the the cinematic trinity to the comics. Yeah. Because they, I'm picturing this is how I would picture like a trinity movie. If if ever we are so lucky as to get a Zack Snyder trinity movie, right? I hope it's based on this run by um. Francis Manipal, because I think it would hit people so hard. It would just be so... It's already one of my favorite runs in comics, and it hasn't even stopped yet. So, right, yeah. And so anyway, um, Clark says, what does this all mean? And Bruce says, it means this is not my city. This is not our world. I don't know who or what brought us here. But someone is playing a game with us. And, and I was going to say Henry for a minute. <laughs> Clark says, what about my dad? It all felt so real, even the younger version of myself. I shared those same fears. You're telling me none of it is real? And Diana says, what you felt was real, Clark. No one can take your feelings away from you. Bruce, I'm sorry you don't you didn't have the same opportunity. Perhaps we're here for a larger purpose than seeing our lost loved ones. And that looks like a good place to start, and she's pointing at Wayne Tower. And then we have 
um, voiceover thing. Life is about choices, Master Bruce. Little ones, big ones. Even mundane ones. It's easy to think those choices led to a specific outcome. And Bruce says, don't, Alfred. Just give me my medication and leave me alone. And I'm saying, no, Bruce. Don't take the pills. Don't take the pills. And so Bruce puts his head in his hands and he's like, Alfred, I... And then we see um, Alfred sort of manifests into a horsed figure and he says, Master Bruce. And Bruce is rightly frightened. And then we see the scarecrow on the horse. Very um, Batman Begins. It's like taken straight out of the movie. Right. And he says, what's wrong? And so Bruce is terrified. He's screaming. And so then we get an overthought of Batman, grown-up Batman, not small Bruce. He says, Diana's right. Whatever's going on here is bigger than conquering our fears. And so little Bruce says, no, no, get away from me. And so then the scarecrow says, let me help you. And so then they go crashing out the window. And we get an overthought of Batman saying, maybe even bigger than than talking to the dead. And the scarecrow says, Bruce, no. And Bruce is jumping on his, and he's falling and he's like, ah. And so then we have, okay, this is a huge splash page that is sort of cut in halves where you get an orange view of what Bruce is seeing and then you get a dark blue view of what is reality because he's tripping on fear toxin right now. So Superman catches him and he says, gotcha, kid. But he sees this flying demon. He says, no, no, don't eat me. And Superman says, please stop squirming. You'll... And um, he falls. <laughs> and Clark says, fall. And then Bruce says, maybe this is our deliverance. And then we see somebody saying, Clark, get Alfred, I'll get Bruce. Bruce, obviously. And then uh, Bruce, little Bruce, is seeing Batman as this winged flying bat creature. As man bat. Yeah, it's like a man bat. And he says, I know you're afraid. Um. Let me just zoom in here. He says, I know you're afraid, but stop being a brat. (laughs) And so then Batman's voiceovers are, an opportunity to let go of the past. A chance to embrace a brighter future. He says, Bruce, listen to me. The death of Thomas Wayne. The death of Martha Wayne. And he's thinking to himself, the death of Jason Todd, the death of Tim Drake. He says, it's not your fault. And Bruce is like, oh my God, oh my God. And then he sees, and then Diana comes and lands next to him and he sees her as this huge troll with this chain. And she says, it's not your fault. That's a manator. Is it a manator? Okay, I was just wondering if it was or if it was like a troll. Okay, yeah, no, when I zoomed out, it looks like that. Okay, so then we see Diana and, and she says, He's under some kind of spell, binding him from the truth. 
this can, I can fix this. And so she takes out the lasso and she wraps it around his hand. And he says, it's not my fault. And then he looks and everything's clear. And he's seeing it as it is. And it's and somebody says, it never was, Master Bruce. And Alfred is helping him up. And he says, I'll be here to remind you every day. Oh! <laughs> Notice that the car is all smashed when they fell out of the... Yeah, because Bruce landed kadunk on the on the car roof when he would uh, with other Bruce. That's so confusing to say. You must have had such a hard time when you're reading Trinity with clock and clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And so then we have Batman saying, for a long time, I couldn't forgive myself. A simple decision to watch a movie changed my life forever. The actions I've taken since affected other people's lives. Tim was getting ready to do what I never could. He was going to leave it all he was going to leave all of this behind. And it tells you to read detective comics. And it says I came to dinner because I couldn't face the rest of them, Clark. It was easier to be around strangers than those who I loved. And he's looking at the poster of The Mark of Zorro. And Clark says, Tim's death wasn't your fault, Bruce. This is who we are. And as much as we try to dissuade them, this is who our sons will be. All we can do is prepare them for what's out there. And then Diana says, it's easy to think the experience we've had the last couple of days shed light on the people we have lost. To blame yourself is to belittle the sacrifice they chose to make. Let the dead maintain their honor. This world appears to be challenging us from within. We must be strong. The three of us standing here right now, in this world, this is the only truth we know. And if I do say so myself, that is the DC EU Trinity right there. That's Ben Affleck's Batman. Right. That's Henry Cavill's Superman. And that is definitely Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. Yep. Yeah. Well done, Clayman, on these, on this art. Excellent art. Um, so then we get my favorite panel. Uh, <laughs> we see Diana still continuing with her overthoughts, and it says, we can change the rules of this game, but first we have to trust each other like family. And then it says, Hamilton County, now. And we get a huge splash page of, a, you know, a... a pickup truck coming through the door Lois Lane in the driver's seat and she's like poison ivy get away from my son and I I added a little thing there in there like get away from my son bitch and she's like and poison ivy is like stroking John and she's got his mouth muffled and stuff and she's got like this exclamation mark and she's like what and the title of this one is Better Together Part 3, 
Nobody dies tonight. <laughs> yeah. So that I wouldn't want to be poison next, ivy at the moment. Uh, no, I would not want to be poison ivy at the moment. And the next one I know is going to wrench us in the gut again. It's called Escape from Themyscira. Yep, it'll be Diana's story. That's going to be Diana's story. And hopefully Lois Lane kicking poison ivy's butts. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Yeah, I loved that that Lois Lane is basically coming to the rescue of the Trinity there. Yeah, I like the giant boom because it's like, oh, here's Diana speaking, you know. Oh, we we'll have to, you know, this is the only truth we know and then the next page is boom. Boom. <laughs> Here comes truth through the barn door in a truck. Yep. Where's the Ivy? Get away from my son. Stick your ass and run you over like the bitch you are. <laughs> well, she, uh, listen, Lois Lane did better than what we could have come up with. We, I said, she's going to get the weed whacker. You said she's going to get the blowtorch. She came out in the truck. <laughs> she still can pull out the blowtorch. And the weed whacker. Yeah. <laughs> it's a chainsaw out, baby. Yeah. So yeah, Trinity was really good. Um Very good. What I what I love about the story is that it's the stories we already know. Right. We know about Clark and John. Uh Jonathan, um, you know, Kent. We know we know that story. And Francis Manipal is now putting a twist on it and he's t- basically he stabbed a knife in our heart and he's twisting it. And he's make he's milking us for every single feel he can get, but in a good way. And in a good way, in a lovely way, we're we're accepting it. We're like, yes, twist the knife more, twist it. And we know the story, right? We know how the Waynes have died in that alleyway, right? And. Just seeing the flip side of it now where adult Bruce is taking this, you know, he's always had this guilt that he asked his parents to go to the movies. And just seeing this now, you know, where he he sort of says, you know, one action can cause so many reactions and it, it can change somebody's life overnight you know, that sort of thing. And just the, it, it's such simple wording. This is the night my mother died. This is the night my father died. This is the night I died. I was dead as well. I was like crying from just the preview. And Francis Menopause like, yeah, you're going to need more tissues. And I'm like, oh. So, yeah, Kimmy enjoyed it as well. You know, she was like, this is straight Batman v Superman. As well. I told her, okay, go read it and listen to Beautiful Lie as from from the soundtrack as you're doing it. And she said, why? You're supposed to be my friend. Why are you killing me? <laughs> That's why I am your friend. I'm, I'm making you feel it more. And she says, I can't handle that. So we were sitting in our DMs and we were crying over these scenes. But yeah. Um, excellent, you know, it's 
excellent art, excellent story, and I like that it's it's not a big, uh, you know, because it is the Trinity, and they could have taken it and made it a big out of this galaxy world fighting aliens thing, but what Francis Manipal is doing is he's taking it down to the big grassroots level and he's making it a real character story. So, yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, it's good. Buy the book. Trinity's excellent. Yes, buy the book. Uh, I bought this week Nightwing, Superman, and Trinity. So, yeah. Good comics. Next week is action. I'm going to have no money left. Yeah. yeah. Next week is action and the conclusion of lies in Wonder Woman. Yes. I'm going to have no money left for popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was just looking at the DC website. Um, oh. So, action... See what number is this one? Nine sixty eight. Only thirty two more to go. Okay. Um we're counting down to one thousand. So we're counting up. Yeah. We've got this place that offers helicopter rides so they can uh best super watch tour watcher tour and this family wants to, they took the tour, but they didn't see any supers. So the dad's getting all bent out of shape. Oh, well, my kid didn't see a super, blah, 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 blah. And about that time, Clark and the space alien guy come crashing into the helicopter, of course. And so then they're like, Superman, can you, do you have a picture of my kid? I'm sitting there, seriously, dude? Really? So... This thing and Clark are fighting all over Metropolis. And Clark's like, i got to take care of this guy or my kid's going to get involved. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, I hate sitting on the sidelines, especially if my dad needs help. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that looks good. And on the cover of 968, we've got Lex and Change. So does this connect to the Superwoman story? I do not think so. I think it's completely separate because if you remember, these two alien people are trying to take Lex back to, um, what's it, Apocalypse, to face judgment for what future crimes he's going to do. Oh, that's right. He's doing future crimes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't wait for Wonder Woman because that's the conclusion of the lies. That should be awesome. Is that a Liam Sharp mm-hmm. cover? Because I know Nicole is off, was off, is off the books now, right? Uh, that is Liam Sharp because he's doing uh, the 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 odd numbers, and it's oh, Wonder Woman right. eleven. Mm-hmm. Right. And and he does all his art. He does interiors. He does covers. He does everything. Um. Oh, come on. Give me, give me, give me. Uh, let's see. Titans 5 comes out Wednesday. Okay. Another we'll book. read that because... Be really broke. Trust me on this one. Um, Superpowers number one. 
starring the Trinity. It's coming out when? Ooh, I'm going to have no money. You, you'll, you'll be in debt. Yes. We do team up has Space Ghost in it, if you're a Space Ghost fan. Who's Space Ghost? Oh, That's honey. And Future Quest also has Space Ghost in it. Um, oh, okay. But Brack and all that, Brack and them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know who that is. He used to have a nope. um, talk show, kind of. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I know. Yes, I know who you're talking Central, about. I can't remember. Uh, Comics comes out Wednesday. If you're interested. Also, the DC Universe Rebirth Number One Deluxe Edition comes out. The graphic novel. Mm. Um. What else? Uh, Batman Beyond. It looks like he's gone rogue or something. I don't know. Okay, so that's it. Uh, so we have one, two. Um. Let's see. Three, four. At least four books next week. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing good. Although, Soup, oh, no. Soups is on the cover of Deathstroke number seven. Aye. And I must read Deathstroke. Yeah. Ugh. Just notice. Okay. You see Deathstroke, and then you see, like, the back. You see Clark's shoulder and his red cape. I assume that's Clark. It looks like Clark. He's got the red belt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Looks like Clark. Um. Possibly Deathstroke as well. Yep. So, good comics next week. We'll finally find out mm-hmm. what happened in the lies. Guys. Yeah. You know, I, you know what I have been doing for... Since we read Nightwing, I've been trying to find the name of the villain in the Superman comics. I cannot find his name. That the in the internet guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh come on! It's got to be there somewhere. Okay, let me try my internet foo. That's what my son calls it. Mom, you fail at internet foo. I do not. <laughs> okay. Superman. Internet villain. Yang. Here we go. Writer Gene always sees MacArthur Genius Grant. Whatever. Uh, before Truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm reading the same thing you're reading. Harder. Harder. Oh, gosh. That was a terrible name. No wonder we couldn't read it, remember it. Yeah, Horde with an underscore R. That's it. And no E. No E, yeah. Drawn by Ramita Jr. I went through that whole New 52 covers. Oh, my God. It was flashbacks of ugly Superman. Yeah. So ugly. So, looks like it's going to be another good week for comics next week. Mm-hmm. That's good. I mean, Rebirth has just been 
amazing. It's a breath of fresh air, if not clean, fresh air for, you know. It's no smog anymore, that's for sure. Yeah, no, we've been we've been suffocating. I think more than smog, we were breathing like mustard gas because it was <laughs> killing us. Yeah. It was killing us. It literally it was, was I mean, you went you went through health issues. I went through health issues. This stuff was killing us because we literally cared that much about Superman. Right. And you know, people may say, "Oh, you're being stupid," or, or whatever. No, we we genuinely care about this character. Right. And it's now to a point where I don't fear waking up on a Wednesday morning and and looking at what they've done in those comics. You right. Know? I get up earlier on a Wednesday just to go and download my comics. Right. Right, because it's because it's available midnight um, time, which is way ahead of my time. Yeah, no, not not midnight my time, midnight your guys' time, but I'm still asleep, right? And so when I wake up in the morning, like eight, nine, my comics are there, right? And I'm still sleeping. So, yeah, and you're still sleeping, and then I'm like standing there, and I'm saying, "Don't go on social media. Don't tweet this page. Don't don't put spoilers out there." And like when Trinity came out, I just wanted to post that last page and say, "Bam, Lois Lane in the house, yo!" <laughs> and and you know, because it makes me happy, and I think. W- the most important thing that I think all the creators have seen is that they have made their fans happy again. Right. If you look at Peter Tomasi, he's he's now he doesn't he doesn't feel afraid to come on on Twitter because he's gonna give you know get attacked by people who are saying you you're killing you're killing the mythology. Right. He's now adding to the mythology. I think Gleason's helping a lot with that too. I do. I do think Gleason's helping a lot. Connection with Jurgens. Mm hmm. It it sounds like, it seems like they're giving pushback. You know, no, 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 we're not doing that. Yeah. And I especially think that since this is a character created by Dan Jurgens, that he's, he's, he's pushing. This is, he's supposed to be a kid. Right. You know, and you you've seen that come through a lot more now. You remember we had problems at the beginning where we were like Damien, uh, you know, uh, John not wouldn't Damien, behave like this. God, John. Not, John John uh, wouldn't behave like this, no. right? Damien would behave like this, not John. Right. <laughs> and and they changed it. They they incorporated Superman into him. Right. And they and they made him a kid of just hope and happiness and 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 lightheartedness and right. he does he does the right thing and when he does the wrong thing he feels ashamed because he's disappointed his father you know right. that sort of thing he loves his mother to bits right uh, i'm like john kent part of the lowest lane defense squad yeah. and you know it's just a breath of fresh air for me. Well, his mom yeah. did put on the bat armor and 
kick ass. So he, his mom's cool, man. His yeah, man. Well, she's she put on the bat armor on the moon, and she's kicking eradicate his butt. Yep. She's crashing through the barn with a van, that, and yeah, yeah, that's just low thing. Yep. And people wonder why we are so head over heels <laughs> with Lois Lane. She's kick-ass. She's doing it without superpowers. Yep. She's being Lois. Well, yep. and I was in the comic book shop. What day was it? Thursday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the guys... I was talking to who I know who used to work at a comic book store but doesn't anymore. Um, I told him, I said, oh, you got to read Wonder Woman. I said, just for Steve Trevor. Yeah. And he's kind of like, well, maybe, you know. But, um, you know, he asked me about Superwoman, and I was like, <laughs> no. I said, don't waste your money. Don't waste your time and effort. <laughs> Get it. Killed Lois off in the first issue. She goes, now, which Lois is that? And they killed the new 52 Lois off. And they made Lana Superwoman. But she is no more a heroine than Creature from the Black Lagoon. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's, the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> she's despicable. She's, you know. Yeah, you must. Don't even I bother. Yeah, I say she's the heroine on heroine. Yeah, so, pretty. so she's not. She's 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 tripping. She she's not doing. Yeah, she's uh, so, the opposite of. She's the opposite of a role model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. And if that was, yeah, but Joel Jimenez thinks of women as heroes. Forget it. Mhm. Yeah, forget it. I'm not. I'm not gonna promote your book. I'm not. I'm gonna demote your book. I'll tell people. Stay away from the shit because it's stupid. Yeah, right? and you know he he keeps saying you know after we you know said hey you killed Lois off in the first issue. Well, Lois's story is going to continue. Yeah, in Lana's head, it's not really in, Lois. Yeah, it's not. It's Lana Lang's. I don't know dementia, <laughs> neurotic ne- dementia. I don't, she's like schizophrenic, imagining Lois is talking to her. Then she's dramatizing it that Lois is haunting her for all of eternity. Everything, yeah, oh. ever or never or, yeah. And I'm like, seriously? Yeah. Yeah. But I will say one thing. Um, Flash, the TV show, they're also reinforcing the Women or, or or the 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 um, I don't use this word supporting cast because they're not supporting cast. Right. Uh, but I'm gonna use it just to describe it. You know, the Iris West, the lowest lanes of the world. I was very impressed where Iris told Barry, you know, she's not a scientist like Caitlin or Cisco. Right. She doesn't know how to do computer stuff like Felicity. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, you vomit after you say that name. Yeah. Um, and so what... Chloe she, 2.0. Chloe, Chloe, like, taken to neurotic version. Chloe and Lana fused together. Um, so anyway, That's she says, sick. you know... Yeah, so she says, what can she offer to the team? 
And he tells her, don't you ever doubt yourself? And I cried when I heard this because he says, there is no flash without Iris West. Oh, right. And somebody said it. And I rewound it and I played it again. I recorded the episode and I'm keeping it for all of eternity because it's just, I'm so glad some people have finally learned that without a cape, without a code name, without a cowl, without superpowers, those characters still matter in the universe because yes. they are heroes. Yes. Yeah, because I am not watching Supergirl now because they have now made Jimmy Olsen Guardian where he thinks oh, the only yeah, the only way he can help Supergirl is like he's learned nothing from Lois and Clark right. staying with them for umpteen years. He says the only way he can help Supergirl is if he dons uh, armor and he goes out and he fights crime by himself. That's a man thing. And I'm like, yeah, I was just like... Steve Trevor didn't have to do that. Steve Trevor just did his job. Yeah, I'm like... And the thing is, Jimmy Olsen has now been... Because, you know, uh, Callista Flockhart didn't want to move for the show, right? The show's moved to Vancouver. Right. Right. Because it's taken over by CW, blah, blah, blah. So in the story, so in the storyline, they said that Kat is going to uh, be with her son and wants to spend more time with her family. So she left Catco, the media outlet, in charge with Jimmy because Jimmy is the most qualified after her. And I'm thinking, okay, so Jimmy just got a raise where he's the editor. He's basically like now Perry White in the Catco world, right? And he still, he says, and he still doesn't value his input in the media where he could be, you know, putting stories out about truth and and all of that. But no, he wants to go and put armor on and fight crime. And I'm like, that's the most stupid thing in the entire universe. Jimmy Olsen serves a purpose as is in the storyline. He's the human tether. He doesn't need to be the guy who puts on armor and becomes guardian. And I'm like, no, it's just stupid. Because you need to give that recognition to those characters that don't have a cape, don't have superpowers, don't have a cowl, don't have a code name, and still do the job you know, because the Lois Lanes, the Iris West, the Linda Parks, the, all these wonderful, you know, Steve Trevor, all these people have a duty and a job in the comic world. Hello? Did I get cut off? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Was okay. <laughs> I was just it went very silent, so I was just wondering if I got cut off. <laughs> no, you didn't. Okay. Yeah, the dog wanted out yeah. and I put another log on, so But oh, yeah, they need to give you. Yeah. But they need to give the people 
that are normal, and I'm using quote on quotes here. Right. You know, they're Jews because there are people who are normal in the real world who are heroes. Right. Yeah. And so I was happy that The Flash did that. You know what I like about The Flash show is that it breaks away from Arrow and all the other stupid nonsense from Supergirl and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And they do... um, Flash and Iris are embracing that Superman and Lois Lane relationship. Right. Where even, you know, um, the actress that plays Iris, she was on an interview recently, mm-hmm. and she says, you know, they are Superman and Lois Lane. Right. And and she equated it to that, that relationship in the DC universe, and she was like, you know, Iris is his tether that she keeps him grounded, and when he doesn't feel like he's doing something right, she's the person that that you know, gives him that confidence because she's the one person that always believes in the Flash. Right. And Lois is the same for Superman. Right. And so I'm I'm happy with the Flash. I'm watching that now. That's the only thing I watch from the DC TV. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, Legends of Tomorrow killed Hawk, Hawkman and <laughs> they made... No, listen, when you kill Hawkman and then you make Hawkgirl make out with Ray Palmer. What? I'm not going to watch your show. That's what they did, yeah. They killed Hawkman in like the second episode. And and that actor that they got for, to play Hawkman was fine, okay? He could have played shirtless Hawkman throughout the series, but no, opportunity lost. Right? Sounds like then, 52 crap. Yeah, it is New 52 crap because... Then Hoggle says, oh, I'm going to break away from this 3,000 years of me being with the soulmate, and I'm going to make out with Ray Palmer. And I'm like, what? Of all the people, you choose Ray Palmer? And then it doesn't work out because destiny kicks them in the butt. And, you know, it's like, you need to be with Carter Hall, not... Ray Palmer. Right. And and then they just write off Hawkman and Hoggirl completely. And I'm like, I'm not watching this show. Right. Yeah. I did watch the Justice Society episode, the Justice Society of America, because I have a soft spot for them. Right. Um, Not as good as Smallville. You want to watch the Justice Society of America, people? Watch... Uh, Absolute justice. Legion. Absolute justice, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, watch that. Don't watch the junk on TV today. It was the only two-hour episode of Smallville with a two-word name. Oh, well done, Holly, pulling out the facts there. Well, because we had originally the first hour was called Society, and the second hour was called, what was it? Legion? Legends? Mm, wasn't Legion, because they already had Legion in episode. They had Legion, yeah. yeah in episode was it Legion? Seven. Oh, yeah, that's where they talked about Lana Lang having a future. No. Yeah. Lana Lang. Lana Lang. At the end, Queen. Yeah, that'll do it. 
Um, yeah, and then season eight, John's wrote Absolute Justice. Season nine, we had Booster, or was that ten? Am I missing uh, John's episode? You Booster was ten. Okay. Um, what was the John's episode yes. in nine? Did, Dichner was right because we didn't get the two-hour episode. We got it broken up into two episodes. Yeah. It was Society and Legends. Okay. Um, yeah, Legion was season, season seven. Yeah, season, no, yeah, Legion. Legion was season seven. Yeah. Um, Legends was season nine, episode yeah. 11 and 12. Yeah, Society yeah. and they They gave it to us Legends. absolute justice in the two-hour yeah, I remember I was so confused, right, when I was talking to, I think it was Kimmy or could be Karen, and somebody was mentioning Absolute Justice, and I'm like, that was never an episode. <laughs> and they're like, are you nuts? Did you not watch season nine of yeah, Marvel? I'm like, um, Greg I'm like, directed Society, and Tom Welling directed Legends. Mm-hmm. And they had mm-hmm. that whole big discussion about Hawkman's wings, and yes, Michael says to Tom, "Oh yeah, this is like you know." He goes, "Well, let's open them up. Let's look at it, you know." And so that's when we get the big Hawkman wings opening thing, which was awesome. Mhm. Yep. That was a good Hawkman. Yeah. Yeah. The great Hawkman, and it's. I didn't watch Legends of Tomorrow because uh, you know when I. I'm sorry, but whenever I think of Clark and Superman, I still think of Welling. Mm-hmm. Oh no, same. same oh, it's with me. ten I... years, and you know, you know, Henry's great and everything, but I only get to see him like once every what two, three years. Yep. So, um, but... I will. I will say this. I will say this. When I think of Clark, I think of Tom Welling. Right. And I don't know if it's because I've never seen him in the Superman suit. Right. Or because Henry has such a presence. You know, when we talk about Superman and he has to have that commanding presence where even if an, if it's an IMAX screen, your eyes have to be on Superman. Right. And for me, I I love Christopher Reeve and I love the first, Superman movie, but Henry just commands that screen when he's in that Superman suit. Right. And for me, when I think Superman, I think Henry Cavill. When I think Clark and I think Smallville moments and I think tender moments with with Lois because we got so much of it in Smallville, I think Tom Welling and Erica Durant. That's for me. That's in my head. Like, when I think of Clark fixing a fence, I think of Tom Welling in his plaid shirt. Well, yeah. I think I wrote enough fan fiction, and Clark was Superman, in that, well, he's just now getting his suit. Gosh, I I haven't written in so long, it's not funny. But, um, actually, Tom Welling looked a lot better than he did ripping open his shirt in the finale. In my brain, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 
And I've seen him okay. like let's, Superman, let's Batman comic. Let's just they drew him like Tom, and you know, so I got to see him as Superman and the comics. Yeah, let's just wait for Henry Cavill to get a shirt rip when Zack Snyder eventually does give us that nice. moment occasion. I yeah, let's there's just, a lot of stuff where you know. For Man of Steel yeah. 2, or whatever they're going to call it, uh, which is coming out in 2018, but still, we haven't got to Justice League yet. We're still going, well, and, and when, how much is Clark in Justice League? Because, you know, he's dead now. He's dead, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I can't answer that. Um, from what I've heard and from what makes sense in my mind, um, I basically have this like fan fiction in my head where in Justice League, the Justice League is completely flattened, like everybody's down, and Batman's like just crying in a corner saying, We've lost, Earth is now going to be taken over by these, this Steppenwolf guy, and then Clark, you know, Cape Horn and everything on the on the mountain with sun behind him comes in and is like, do you need some help there, Brucey? And he's like, whoosh, and he punches everybody and he saves the day. Um, so I think sense-wise, making sense-wise, um, Superman will probably show up in the ending of the second act, beginning of the third act. Right. So. But I think those yeah. are like bits and pieces of something. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. They definitely have to get that ship out of the middle of Metropolis. Yeah, I think um, from what Amy Adams hinted at, because she was doing a lot of interviews and people asked her about Justice League. Right. From what she's hinted at, Lois is in the whole thread of the movie. Right. But she's doing something else. She's now with the Justice League. Right. So I think... Lois, you know, I was talking about that whole thing at the beginning where she puts the, when she drops the soil on his coffin and stuff, she's still wearing his ring. Right. So she hasn't given up hope. And I think she's going to go on this adventure to find him and to sort of like bring him back. Is his body in the coffin or no? Well, his body's in the coffin because we saw the, the thing, the, the the soil lifting up the dust right. lifting but up don't his, they uh, have to he's not going to resurrect in smallville i mean he could it's very sunny there you know he needs a lot of sun yeah, vitamin d a bunch of sunflowers on his grave i don't know but no i think he's got to get to the fortress somehow and they got to get that damn ship out of the middle of metropolis how is he going to get to the metropolis? I mean, in the comic and in the movie, in the animated movie, I know his robots dug a hole and they got him out from there and they left the coffin intact, which was like, oh, the robots dug a hole underground and they, they took him out. And, okay, we'll go with that. Um, well, he was an energy being like in the fortress when he got transformed back into 
Because the eradicator stole some of its essence or something. I don't know. I don't remember. Some something 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 like that. Yeah. Some, yeah. Something like that. Listen, we've read we've read the death and return of Superman many times. We still don't yep. know what was happening there. Um, the eradicator stole his solar energy. Right. And from there, somehow, like you said, his essence. His memories got transferred because the eradicator thought he was Superman, and but he was going around eradicating people. So, yeah, I don't know. It is it's yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then I know Cyborg Superman was in the internet. Yeah, and he came out. Well, he came gonna, out of the internet. <laughs> right. We're gonna have to wrap this up because my phone's going dead. Okay. Yeah, my my iPad too. <laughs> All right, so we will see you next week. Thank you, Tash, for a great show. Thank you, Holly, for making me laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for brightening my week. Oh, thank you for doing the same to me. <laughs> oh, good. All right, everybody, have a great week. Enjoy your comics, and we'll see you next week. Thanks. Thanks. Bye bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.